I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have a return to the cold relics of Kitty Land. So, uh, yeah, we're doing Kitty Land, which is the second story of the cold relics um, series. Um, they've got a whole website. You can go check it out. Uh, the uh, DigiGecko, who is the author, um, in quotations, Tyler, um, on the uh, on the Cold Relics website. Uh, they also post their stories on creepos.wiki, so you can check them out there as well. Uh, but we'll be diving into this one. Um, get ready, guys. This is a bit of a... Uh, I'll just preface my rundown. Um, I typed it up last night in a flurry <laughs> to kind of get it done. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to see how many typos I have in this rundown. That's okay. As long as you can read the correct words, that all, that's all that matters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. First off, I want to address, before we go into the rundown, actually, I want to address something that I actually really like about Cold Relic's website. They are categorized and formatted very well. Like, nice. they've got a blog section, a, an about stories, an about me, like the author, the stories themselves uh, section. The theories about stories section, a timeline, and an art section. And under the stories, um, for each story, they they have like a little like kind of preview thing with like a bunch of like information about like that, and it's in all in chronological order. So like, for example, our the second story, Kitty Land, dates occurred in 1990 and 2008, and was posted in 2013. Author our hero like it actually just gives like they give the author of the of the characters of the the stories like the last one that we did laser tag has the author uh, as originally unknown but reposted by our hero um okay. and then like yeah location central florida uh and then it gives like a, a, a like a one sentence background and then a, a, like a three sentence summary of the story you're about to read and then you can like click and actually read the whole story from there from that from there so Again, really well done formatting on a website. Um, let's see how that formatting translates in the story when we get into it. <laughs> uh, but going into the rundown. Um, so Nair, which is how I'm going to refer to our hero for most of the story, because we don't get an actual name, uh, begins looking into this theme park he sparsely recalls, but begins obsessing over for several years. Um, this is after seeing a post on a site by Kate in quotes, um, a photographer who is following in her father's footsteps and chronicling all the little niche theme parks that pop up across the state of Florida. Um, over some time, Nair, Kate, and a Jack begin investigating this enigmatic theme park through varied degrees of research that they have all been conducting separately over years. Um, Nair is a civil engineer and surveyor and has been narrowing down the list of possible sites um, that this theme park could be. So, like, they kind of eventually get together and start, like, kind of collaborating and, like, kind of sharing their notes and whatnot because they all have this weird shared memory that is, like, not really distinct, but incredibly distinct. It's, like, very contrasting. Um, Apparently, also, the park... 
Apparently, the park might also be tied to personal tragedies that they have all endured in childhood shortly after visiting the park, uh, such as for Jack, uh, his grandparents died in a fire two days after visiting the par- after he visited the park. Uh, Kate's sister, who had leukemia, didn't last more than a week after visiting Kittyland, and Nair was in a car accident that claimed his mother's life an hour after leaving the park. So. They try to approach things logically, uh, but then there is this disruption uh, as Nair's father commits suicide. Uh, never fully, apparently, he never fully recovered from the the car crash and the loss of his wife. Nair then also receives a very vivid dream uh, the night after hearing that his father died, or the night of his uh, of discovering his father's death, um, and continues to obsess over that dream. Uh, while sorting out affairs um, with his with his dad's like estate and that all uh, pleasantness, Nair also can't. The dream get... you, you yes. didn't mention the the dream was like a, a visualization of the inside of the park. Yeah, he like, and it's the first time that like any of like any of them have gotten like a full like kind of like layout of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so he like starts like obsessing over that because he doesn't want to lose that because it's it's important. Even though you know you know he's got to deal with this other real life tragedy that's happening, um, i.e., his dad's death. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, while sorting out the affairs of the funeral and such over the week uh, that that followed that, uh, Nair can't get that park out of his head. And while he's at ho- while he's at his old house, uh, begins sketching out the the map and drawing up the like the the front of the theme park. Um, and then his sister comes into the room while he's doing this and actually remarks about remembering the park all of a sudden, like he had asked her previously, like he had asked his dad and neither of them really had any kind of recollection of Kitty land. Um, but suddenly his, uh, his sister upon seeing a sketch of it has memories. So we are then introduced to a fourth person in the, uh, the circle of, of investigating group, uh, who recalls being being at the park when it was burned to the ground. Um, he's very strange and insistent on meeting the group um, and even like has a uh, an idea of like which road to look for uh, the site of the of the the remains of the park. Um, this that's kind of because his family like only ever used one road ever. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he apparently his family only ever drove down that one like lane or that one set of roads while they traveled around Florida. This feeds into Nair's obsession and he rallies the group. Uh some of which are at this point kind of hesitant uh given circumstances like like you you're you just lost your father but you're really obsessing over this theme park thing like some like uh like what's what's up with that? It's <laughs> like no, we got we got to find it here here Come down, to, come on down to the, uh, come on down to Florida, like to where we are, and we'll like I'll meet up and we'll search again. It's like, dude, we just got over that. We just went over there. Like we 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 live really far away. We're not going to pay for that. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. It's, oh, okay, okay, okay. There, Nair. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah, he gets everybody like gathered up and charters a flight <laughs> over the area. Um, mm-hmm. Mind you, a short flight. Um, and we'll get into that in my notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but they do spot, um, or specifically Tyler spots, a clearing that looks like it could be the place on along um, Route 40. So they they immediately touch down again 
and then drive out to that location um, to see what they can find. Um, and unfortunately, they don't really, at first, they don't really find much. Uh, it's just a bare cleared area. Like it looks like somebody uh, has had cleared out the whole, all like remains and debris and stuff like that. Uh, and are like building a like uh, like a parking lot or something. Um, but Nair is insistent on staying until they do find something. Uh, and since he's the only guy, or since he's the he's the guy who drove them all out there, everyone else is kind of stuck until he's satisfied. Hmm. Um, so it's at this point um, Tyler actually finds a shed and uh, the base of something big out in the woods uh, nearby. Uh, and inside the shed, among amongst crates and old barrels they find this uh, electronic device that is emitting a clicking chirping sound um and it seems to be some kind of 60s or 1960s military terminal um all the uh the input components are like pulled out of it and stuff but like there's a little like green screen that's kind of like awaiting input um so the group starts looking at that but um Nair goes outside to try and find like a power source. And while he's outside searching around the shed, he begins getting strangely paranoid and like in a bout of madness, rams the device with a barrel and destroys it. Um, Kate and Jack who have been watching the device or were like studying the device don't seem very unperturbed at this point. They seem to be in some kind of like state while Tyler actually does react to Nair like wondering what's going on. And then Nair pr- proceeds to re- receive the mother of all headaches, um, running in a panic for, uh, out of the woods, like toward his car because he has aspirin there. Like, and it's the only kind of relief he can think of. Uh, he gets out back into the clearing and has these strange visions of a park overlaying the, uh, the clearing and, and then passes out. Um, Nair then wakes up in a hospital uh, about two days later in uh, the, in his original hometown, the nearby town, um, Ocala. And that's where like all this kind of stuff happened. The only people that are in the hospital room with him are his sister and Tyler, but Jack and Kate are, aren't there, uh, aren't there at all. And as he learns from Tyler, um, Kate and, and Jack don't exist as, as far as the investigation went. Like they, like Tyler, like, it seems like reality has shifted or changed for, 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 uh, for Nair because it was just him and Tyler. There was no Kate or Jack looking into Kitty land um, during any of their investigation stuff. So, uh, and what's more Tyler, Tyler let slip, like the reason he was acting strange um, and, and like during their investigation, like look at periodically Nair would notice that, he's, that Tyler was looking at him strangely uh, the reason being was because he remembers seeing Nair uh, at the park when it was burning, uh, but not as not Nair the kid like how he would be back then in 1993, but as Nair is now. And what's more is that he was smiling while it burned. Um, so, facing the fact that his reality has either changed or that his memories are incredibly suspect, uh, Nair attempts to continue on with normal life. Uh, then we get some years later, uh, while while checking some old photo albums, Nair sees a photo showing him uh, his child self playing with Legos on like a Christmas or something like that. Um, <clears throat> when and and it appears that like he because he was always kind of like he's like I said earlier he's a civil engineer and even back then he was he loved Legos and loved to like build things and it it looks like in the photo like as he's smiling for the for the camera 
um, we get to see what he was building uh, out of those Legos. And it appears to be a model of the theme park uh, with scribbling on the brick, like a little front face of it that says Kitty Land. So the fuck? <laughs> um Checking the site that Kate uh, posted on, like the Tumblr site that uh, that she was that she originally that he remembers her posting in the original original iteration of his memories, uh, she is still out there posting video, like posting uh, stuff about theme parks and asking about Kittyland. So Nair decides to help contribute to that by adding this photo, and it sort of just ends there. After like like I guess they're they're continuing they, like they, he's he's kind of re reconnecting with that with Jack and Kate is a wrong term it seems like but it's like he's he's starting again <laughs> with the investigation but mm-hmm. this time he's actually contributing to the like the search with like or a little bit like um with his own material um or some new some new photos that he has and he also uh po- leaves we leave the story with a Google Map image uh, or google map link mm-hmm. of the site that they visited on route 40 um that shows that it is there and it is now a parking lot for the uh, for the national park like the national woods mm-hmm. and stuff that are in the area um so finn <laughs> like end <laughs> uh, that was kitty land <laughs> i don't think i missed too much more that was important um Mm-hmm. But again, uh, if you want to read it, you can check it out at uh, creepos.wiki or go to the Cold Relics website. So, so I guess on to everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions at this point. Um, so I'm going to start with this one here. Uh, why, when I look through all of my dad's photo albums, do I not see its sign anywhere? He would shoot anything and always the front gates. Was this place even real? I scrolled through the replies as I tried to cr- uh, get a grasp on these forgotten memories that were trying to wriggle up to the surface. Most of the responses were useless as far as answers or similar experiences went, save for one uh, by a boy uh, also our age. I'll have to go. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have him go by Jack. Always a winner. Uh, always a winner. Cover name. Okay, so the reason I wrote, th- I, I read that. Yeah, I was gonna say like, the reason read I read the that. There is a re- there is a reason I read that, uh, <laughs> and the reason is, I hate the transitioning of the story. <laughs> um, I checked both the both both the sources I I read this from, like Creepypasta.wiki and the Cold Relics website, and there is absolutely zero transitional formatting between characters, <laughs> um, except for quotations, which. Okay, you can maybe get away with using quotations for certain things, but like I was like even while reading this, like so that first bit I read, like from like why would like when with the person's asking why would uh why would my dad why can't I find it in my dad's albums and stuff like that? That's Kate. And it does end with a quotation, but then it immediately goes to somebody completely new. It goes to Nair. Like where like I scrolled through the replies and and while I was reading the story, I had a couple of times where I hiccuped, oh, okay, no, this is who I'm re- uh, who I'm uh, who, this is who's talking. This is a different person. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I hit that point where it's like, okay, we need to have like some kind of like like the horizontal like cut line or maybe some kind of different type of formatting than quote than simply quotations because 
it just like especially since you use quotations not just for Kate's stuff but for when Jack is replying as well. So it's like who the fuck is talking? <laughs> yeah, I had the same note but from earlier yeah. when it says uh, she posted anyone remember Kitty Land in quotations then upon seeing the name of the place and dark recesses of my memories blah 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 blah. And then it cuts down to the next line in quotes saying I think I visited the place called Kitty Land when I was young. But considering both Nair and her visit the place, I thought that was Nair continuing his thought as well. Yep. Because I didn't know, I didn't, like, that could have been, because it's in quotes, it could have been Nair responding to her post. Yeah. <laughs> or just him thinking it or whatever. Like, I think I think a good way to have, like, gotten around this, especially if you don't want to use the horizontal line all the time, because that would be, like, basically a whole section. Although that might, that would also still work, because the horizontal line would show that, like, okay, no, I'm reading a new, like, a new thing. But also maybe like a different color for the for certain for like a certain text that are a different character, or again just having Kate in in brackets next like to what, what uh, to the paragraph that's uh, that that is Kate's words, Kate's um uh, comment or Kate's uh, uh, writing. Post. Yeah, exactly. Kate's post. Well, it could just be like okay, the following is Kate's post, and then if he has to interject, put his thoughts in um, brackets. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. if you want to keep it separated like the way it is, it would be she posted anyone remember Kaylan, blah 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 blah. And then when it jumps down to the next line, instead of just doing quotations, go the post continued, comma, in quotations, I think I this is a place called Kittyland. Because that would tell you that this is still the post talking. Or yeah. we're back to the post talking because we're not in there's thoughts anymore. Yeah. Well and the thing with that, like, yeah, because in this, it's uh, well because again we get like Kate's like in quotes we get Kate's for, uh, stuff and then we get um, a little blurb from from Nair and then we get in quotes again from Jack and it's like well okay you can't just use quotes for like every like you need to you need to differentiate who's who's talking right now like in the quotes yes so, yeah it, yeah it, that's that was one of my biggest beefs with like the formatting here it's just like it's really hard to differentiate who exactly was talking even for me um like i'm i'm pretty quick on the dot i feel when it comes to like deciphering like deciphering who's talking on the fly on the <laughs> um, dot. is that a thing uh, isn't that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i i've heard quick on the draw that's that's the word <laughs> <laughs> i'm quick on the dot as soon as i do an I, I dot it right away. You don't yeah, even notice. It's so fast. <laughs> God. Uh, another another one for the pile of of weird uh, weird metaphors that review cultists completely butchers. <laughs> yeah, that needs to be a shirt too. Uh, meat. <laughs> just me with a cleaver, just cutting up metaphors and throwing them into a pile. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 the first issue I have with grammar and such in the story is the formatting. Uh, the next one here, uh, she had kept in light, com- yeah, she had kept in light, com- she had kept in light correspondence with Jack over the years, and despite working together, they apparently never heard from anyone else with recollections. So I could understand her skepticism, and I felt crappy that I hadn't said something 10 years ago. So I, 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 this might, I might be in the Nick picnic right now, but I, I did a quick fix for the end bit of here. So uh, I could understand her skepticism, comma, and I felt crappy for not saying 
something 10 years earlier. I don't know why, but for some reason, 10 years ago really kind of bugged me <laughs> while reading this story. Whenever it got brought up, it's like, I really felt like it should have been something like earlier or like prior or something. Um, and then also, um, the I, I also feel like to kind of fix the the and problem, because I know we're going to have a really lengthy conjunction junction of uh, spoilies. <laughs> um, uh, the the fact that, like, yeah, like, so I could understand her skepticism in the story. It's a period. And then it cuts into a, uh, a new sentence. And I felt crappy. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like you could just like I could understand her skepticism, comma, and just continue on the the sentence. Um, yes. And it wouldn't even be too long. So kind of a mixed bag of like nitpick nook. And then like me also like kind of like poking my foot out of the nitpick nook. <laughs> um, but I digress on to the next one. Um, none of ours were after our separate tragedies. So I feel like it should be none of our visits or even none of our visits to the park were after our separate tragedies. Yeah, I stumbled on that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it made me read it back, but it, I didn't put it down as an actual problem. Although I guess I should have because I stumbled over it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, at least I, I, I don't worry. I got you. Oh, yeah, no. apparently. <laughs> uh, and then my next one here. Uh, maybe it was simple being lonely that finally drove him to end everything. So I think it needs to be maybe it was simply being lonely that finally drove him to end everything. Just uh-huh. y'all. Just needs a Y <laughs> instead of that E. Although that reading is like simply lonely. Finally, <laughs> it's a lot of E's. <laughs> it's kind of like in tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, uh, it didn't even feel like a dream at all. I, I think you want it. Didn't even feel like a dream at all. Not it all. <laughs> and then my next one. Um, Eventually, Tyler believed my amnesia excuse and summarized a reality that Bean lost to me. I, I kind of think it should be um, eventually Tyler believed my amnesia excuse and summarized a reality that's been lost to me. Or that had been. Or that had been or that has been lost to me. Like, Because it's like, yeah, I think any of those would really work. Mm-hmm. Um, just as is, it's just like that being lost to me. It's like, I go, oh god, we got caveman speech. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> we got caveman there, the cave mm-hmm. there. Um, and on my last one here, uh, I didn't know what say at first, and more, more cave there. Uh, <laughs> to which I think it should be, I didn't know what to say at first. So. Uh, that's my grammar inquisitions. So I'm just going to go grab some popcorn because I've been told, uh, according to my notes here, that uh, Mikey the East Stands for Evil has a hell of a quote of a of a conjunction junction coming up. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start with that, or do you have anything before that? I don't have anything before that. All right. So and next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. And across all of that hot, muggy, flat land in Central Florida are locales that can defy all logic and reason. It was meant to attract fellow Floridians and their offbeat tales and experiences. It was written by a girl my age I will simply call Kate. 
And upon seeing the name of this place, some dark recess of my memories lit up. And sure, it was strange that this place seemed to be a memory that we had all forgotten and later remembered to some degree and struggled to clarify, but that's not uncommon for childhood recollections. But Kitty Land stayed with me more persistently than any other recalled memory I've had. And up until now, I had only two steady memories of that entire year, Disney World and my mom's funeral. But luckily, there was also two unlabeled, undeveloped rolls of film in the box. But I did take away one thing from the images. It had been a rainy weekend. It was then that a smell hit me, accompanied by a visual. But in 2008, it resurfaced once more. It's a menial... uh, It's as menial as you'd expect. And sometimes the drivers going past you as you work shoot glares. Probably because they just don't get what we're doing when we're out there staring at the landscape through our total stations like dorks. But at least I got to go somewhere new most days. And a part of me was figuring that this experience might be valuable for tracking down whatever remained of the enigmatic park. It must have been in the middle of nowhere, a true roadside attraction almost too strange and non-sequitur to exist. But I might have passed her by if it wasn't for a single post she had made around the beginning of her page's creation. And it was somewhat familiar, a fact that Kate had also picked up on as evident by her comment on the image. And I felt crappy that I hadn't said something ten years ago. It was nice just to connect with people who grew up within a hundred miles of me. But they gave up several years ago because boredom had triumphed over intrigue. And while Kitty Land hadn't taken over any of our lives, it was a powerful enough force to sometimes disrupt them. It was a strange new experience for me, but they both seemed pretty normal. And as a photographer, She carried her camera everywhere. 
It was something I rarely shared with people, but I was at the point when I wanted to sh- uh, wanted to search out any other possible connections, and I had found one. But I think Kate's story was the most tragic. But again, for whatever reason, her father never took any pictures of the place. And the idea that a backwoods park seemed involved, it changed our perception. But I knew we had all briefly entertained that very idea. It did, after all, sound like a quaint place, not much more than a permanently active mom-and-pop small-town Florida fairground. And there were people that managed to get inside parks all over the world that had been left to decay, many of them small and once independently run. But she knew that it wasn't the right time, and I saw everything. It didn't even feel like a dream at all. It felt like a real memory, either returning to me or somehow being born right as I was experiencing it. And then I remembered what had happened last night and where I had to be. It was as if I had seen the entirety of the small park in my head that morning through a series of flashes. It looked like something should logically go there, in that spot between the roller coaster and the pool, but I just couldn't think of anything. But just as I was thinking that maybe it was time to let go of Kittyland for good, she looked at my sketch and her eyes widened just a little. It's already easy to forget the chronological order of your own life. And as I threw more and more, even wilder explanations at myself, I settled on one idea that somehow felt entirely possible. It was a very different kind of memory. And furthermore, he thought he knew what road it was on or just off of. And I didn't think Jack appreciated his apparent fondness for fire, considering the nature of his memory trigger. But I went ahead and divulged my theory that the park wasn't even real that it was a false memory that we all somehow had embedded into us, and it was activated when we suffered a personal disruption of childhood. But he was different. And what I asked the three to do next only emphasized my steady spiral down into obsession. It 
was a cool, clear day, and we'd be able to see for miles and miles. It was expensive, but I had some inheritance coming my way. It was just big enough for a small theme park. It was quiet and lonely out here, with nothing around but the faint sounds of nature in the thick layers of trees. It didn't look like they were putting a building of any sort out here. Kate assumed that it might be a parking lot later for park visitors. But as I was thinking about where to look next and go and got ready to go back to my car, Tyler shouted out to us. It was little more than chipped blue paint, cinder block, and an aluminum roof and door. It measured only about five inches, was built all the way into the cement wall behind it, and had no apparent inputs. It was as if the device was still broadcasting a signal that made my very memories feel vulnerable. I became afraid that I'd suddenly lose them or have them tampered with again. But they simply kept staring at the equipment, even though it was broken, ignoring me entirely. And then I felt my head exploding. It was a two-story facility with tinted windows and no lettering. It was still surrounded by trees, but there was a pathway leading to it. And nearby, on the cement foundation, was a metal radio tower that just barely stood taller than the forest's tree line. It was just like waking up on any other day without pain. It was like I had lost time that some part of me was missing. But I wasn't convinced that he was free of tampering either, if he couldn't recall the shed. But regardless of what knotted, mangled version of personal history now existed in my head, something didn't add up about Jack, and to a greater extent, Kate. It was still there, along with that image of a park in Arkansas. But I wasn't my six-year-old self, and yet I was glad to see it burn to the ground. But after listening to my description earlier of things that had never happened, he now had a distrust of his own past and told me not to dwell on it too much. But the plastic Lego blocks behind me reflected enough light to show up, at least partially. But I did have the most unbelievable story of my life, and that gave me a better place to start than last time.
And one last thing. It's a parking lot now. Finn. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got, I got some I got some comments while I was listening to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just two. Uh, it's Floridian. <laughs> they are called Floridians, <laughs> not Florid, not Floridians, uh, Flor- Floridians. <laughs> Floridians. <laughs> yeah, you call it like an alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but so is Floridian. If you, <laughs> yeah, they both do. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have heard actually Floridian as a term for Flor- for people from Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And and the other one that came up while you we were doing that is like uh, permanent small town mom pa Florida fairground is my high school bluegrass ska band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't miss someone your band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> hope uh, hope y'all enjoyed the second rundown. <laughs> Pretty much. For those that don't know, the whole point of of Mikey's it stories and conjunction junctions are to highlight all of the sentences in a story that are starting with words that they should not be starting with, like conjunctions or it's and such. Yeah. It's generally not great to have like ands, buts and it's at the front of a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buts don't belong on the front. They belong on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Front like that's just the way it is. Your butts yeah, on you the don't back. Be, so. <laughs> you don't want to be Emperor, uh, Emperor screw from, uh, from, from, from space balls. <laughs> I don't remember him, but yes, he was. The, yeah, he was the the main villain who, when he went to the teleporter, his head went uh, was on backwards. Right, so you yes. could see his ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why did you tell me my ass was so big? <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. that's funny. Um. All right, so then is that is that all your uh, grammar position there, Mikey? Yep. All right, and what a grammar position it was. <laughs> uh, gamer, you're up. Now my go. Uh, Dad was a photographer who liked to take pictures of all the weird little theme parks and such at dot the interstates. Bracket cannot be plural. Bracket and highways. Why can't that be plural? Is there more than one interstate highway or not? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I I did see that. I was like, I think it was just like she was. They were questioning, can that be plural? Why Why can't it though? Yeah, I don't Is know. Is there why. only one interstate highway? No, there's definitely not. Then yeah. they can be plural. Florida interstate. Well, <laughs> well it says interstates I, and highways. Yeah, the interstate is a highway, well, right? Yeah, there's definitely well, multiple interstates and and highways in Florida. <laughs> Yeah, well, the I think it's because um, they call it the interstate. Like, I took the interstate. Oh, I've heard a lot of my American friends say, like, yeah, like, got to jump on the interstate. I was like, which one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't matter, any of them. Yeah. I think it's because they all connect, though, too, so. Yeah. They get so do highways. All roads connect, though, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all roads lead to all roads tavern. No, sorry. Wrong podcast. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah. I didn't get my driver's license until after I graduated. And it was really only so I could get myself to college. During my first year, I began to feel confident in my driving ability. I took two separate trips to and back from Orlando and my old house in uh, Ocala. One drive oh, was oh, on yeah, the interstate. Sorry. One drive was on the interstate. The other longer one 
was when I took the back roads. I looked for billboards, old signs, and even made a few stops at dilapidated gas stations and rest stops where I looked through the oldest tourist brochures I could find. No references. So, what the hell references is he talking about at this point? Because it sounds like from the entirety of that statement, he just wanted to go back and see his old house. There was no talk of finding Kitty Land yet in this story. It's just he's remembering a time back when um, in college he went back home. But he didn't say that he went back home for the purpose of finding Kitty Land, just that he was going back home. Okay, because it's clearly that it is an insinuation that he's looking for a reference of Kitty Land. So it should happen. Yeah, by yeah, the time you have... get to the end yeah. of that long ass string of sentences I just read. Yeah. I think I think it needs then yeah it needs to be clear like it needs to be like like stated in there that it, he's looking for Kitty Land. <laughs> yeah, at this at this point, I thought the whole thing was he went to Kitty Land as a kid, bad things happened, forgot about it, and then he's only just remembering it now in the current timeline when he saw that post of Kate. But that's not the case because apparently he went back looking for it again before that. Yeah. So, like, this whole section kind of confused the hell out of me. That's fair. Yeah. And speaking of things being confusing, this has probably only bugged me. But it really bugged me. Um, with college assignments and social life to attend to, my quest for Kitty Land fell further onto the back burner, sometimes to the point where I forgot all about it all over again. But in 2008, it resurfaced once more. So, my problem here is how specific um, the dates are being mentioned and everything but there's nothing to like correlate them to to the point that like saying that number means nothing in this situation because i don't know when he was going and looking for keyland before all i know at this point is when he went to keyland as a kid and this 2008 thing when it resurfaced again so at this point i started doing some math and listing mm-hmm. out all the dates and trying to keep track of everything. It's just so I could freaking understand what's going on. So mm-hmm. in Nair's childhood trip to Kitty Land, it was 1990. And he was yep. six years old. Uh, when he went back to try to find his old home, it was the first year of college. That's all we knew. And doing math on that, 1990 plus 12, which would make him 18 years old at 2002. So 2002, yeah. first year of college, he went and did that. Yeah. Then... Uh, when did Nair read the forum post about Kate and asking about Kitty Land? I don't know. Because that's sometime uh, in between all that. It did say that like the, the first time he read those, those, uh, those, that Tumblr post was 10 years from 2008. Yes, I was getting to that, but oh, it's sorry, not okay, really super clear. Yeah, um, I, I, it, it I'm actually kind of with you on this. <laughs> yeah, and then when did Nair try again to find his home? 2008. So that's six years after his first attempt. Then when did he become a surveyor? Sometime after college. He had Google Maps, so it's after 2005, but that's all I know. And then when when did he actually exchange emails with Kate? That is 10 years after finding her initial posts. But it's not mentioned when that is, just that it's after the initial post. But it's not mentioned when he found the initial posts. In late 2008, he decided to meet Jack and Kate in person, which has to be after they exchanged emails. Yeah. Because so like based, I, I, based on all that, um, 2008, you said 10 years ago they exchanged emails, which means they exchanged emails in 1998, which means Nair was 14 
when they exchange emails online to talk about Caitlyn. Yeah, it is. This, this game, this story has a lot of complexity to it, and unfortunately, it not executed properly, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, especially with timeline. Because, like, yeah, I, I had a lot of confusion. Like this, this story got a little kind of exhaustive <laughs> as it went. It's like it jumps around through the, um, the different timelines so much because there's, um, Nair back when he went to Kayland, and there's um, Kate's and Jacks when they went to Kayland. So there's three timelines. There's um when he went to start looking for Kaylan, and then like it, it just there's so much there's so many timelines it's hard to keep track of everything. And because some of them are very specific and it's telling you, and some of them aren't, it's making it really confusing. And like I sort of had to do math to figure out things so I can get a rough idea in my head of when everything took place. And I still don't even have it all understood. Yeah. I'm actually looking at the um I'm I'm looking at the timeline website on or uh, or the timeline page on the Cold Relics website. And surprisingly there's very scant so there's 1990 our hero direct uh, our hero's direct experience with Kitty Land uh which is later which he later recalls. 1993 the year that I Tyler visited Kitty Land. Um and then 2007-2009 during uh a uh, duration of the cre- uh, creepy toy forums Transcribe. Okay, that's laser tag. 2008, our hero, myself, and Jack and Kate investigate Kitty Land. And then that's where it basically stops. <laughs> that's the timeline mm-hmm. that they, we get for, for Kitty Land. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like there should be a little bit more, like, like for if, for all this, like, kind of time hopping, um, like, narrative time hopping, not, like, actual, like, time travel, but, like, yeah correlating timeline and so that it should be a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more clear than what it is in the story mm-hmm. like because these characters are bringing up past events constantly you're yeah. keep having to go back if it was just like you learn about all the past events from all the characters and then you move forward and then like when they introduce uh, tyler you learn his passive event and you go forward that's fine but it, it's just jumping around so much yeah it's confusing for me no i get you uh yeah, it's it's confusing. <laughs> and the way to fix that was either date everything or don't date everything, but at least but connect everything to each other by yeah. making it all like fluid in like the, f- the first words you're reading are the earliest things in the story. Or yeah. like when it does bring up something in the past, just say it was X years ago from now. So it's only so the only thing you have to keep track of is the current timeline. And then if stuff was before or not. Yeah. Yeah, that's the longest short of my rant there. Mm-hmm. And the end of my grammar in yellow. Okay, well, I mean, that that was kind of a mix between grammar in yellow and also actual thought because it delves yes. into like kind of like a, a, an issue of the story uh, uh, content rather than the grammar. Sure. But it's also, it's also formatting as well. Like so. Yeah, that's why I put it up there. If it was um, formatted in a different way, it may have bothered me less. Fair. Um, so my first thing, actually, just to kind of like maybe alleviate a little bit, or you know, give you something to like to look for, like a little like highlight for you, uh, gamer, since you are a gamer. Um, when I first saw Kittyland, um, I didn't realize until like this morning when I typed in Kittyland to get the the the, the creep pasta page up that it, uh, Kittyland is also um, in Left 4 Dead <laughs> too by Dark Carnival. Oh, 
Yeah, it's 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 the kitty section of uh, of the uh, Whispering Oaks uh, amusement park in the the Dark Carnival level of Left 4 Dead Two. And I I visual I, I as soon as I saw as soon as I saw that was there was like I remember hearing um um the one character uh, Lewis I think his name is in the in in Left 4 Dead Two. It's like oh yeah, kitty land. <laughs> Uh, but I digress. Um, actual uh, onto my actual thoughts. Uh, so I'm gonna start with this one here. Uh, the main forum was the place where users posted their real life sto- strange stories that happened anywhere in Florida, whether they lived here or were just visiting. Emphasis was placed on the real aspect, but of course, you c- uh, you can say anything you want on the web. Ah, yes. So. Just like the Reddit No Sleep, where the stories need to be realistic, in quotes, according to the guidelines. Well, realistic and real are very different. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Realistic would mean you could make a, a fictitious story up, but have it all function with real life rules think, and laws and lack of magic and such. See, I think it's I, I think it's actually supposed to be that like they're supposed to be grounded in some in in, in the real world, um, but yeah, I, I, guess, I, I don't know how it's worded on that, but based on how yeah. you described it, it is two very different things. Well, yeah, yeah. From what I from what I've heard, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying it based off of like secondhand like kind yes, of information. Of so take that with a grain of salt. Um, mm. I, I've I've been told it's like it was like oh yes, these are supposed to be real accounts. And then, like, you have stories like, "Oh, my father's been possessed by a butt demon." And... <laughs> yeah. real guys. Trying... Hey, guys, can you help me out? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that kind of like that's that's the kind of the trope or the meme about Reddit No Sleep is like, these are real accounts, guys. Now help me, help 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 me help my dad who's been possessed by a butt demon. <laughs> well, wouldn't they just call those troll passes at that point because they're not? Abiding by the guidelines, except they they treat the, some of those people do that in earnest. <laughs> so Damn. yeah, um, so yeah, no, I just I was commenting like, oh yeah, this was real stories, even though like you know you can bullshit on the internet. So I like how this. You'd I do think the mods would like banhammer that shit. You think? You think? Um, Anyways, that's not the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's not this story. It's that story. <laughs> wow. Oh man, that is a that is a a really uh, obscure reference to our other to our sister podcast. <laughs> and a nice plug. Mm-hmm. One less die. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. We got a lot to cover here. I got six pages. Um, so, uh, what's weird is that if I concentrate, I can still get clear memories of most everything from the wiki watchy mermaids. To Dinosaur World. But this Kitty Land thing, not so much. It must have been incredibly lame, judging by its name alone. It was probably some sad little park that didn't leave much of an impression. So why am I thinking about it so much all of a sudden? Well, based on the fact that this story is about 17 to 18 pages long, <laughs> I I really hope that you uh, you find a reason for why you're recalling Kitty Land. <laughs> this is my first comment <laughs> of the story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just like as I got to this point. Um also this seems like a good spot, a good enough spot to put this. I do love the idea of abandoned theme parks for creepy stories and creepy pastas. The idea of these like little places of fake thrills and leisure for kids 
that have fallen by the wayside and been ha- become haunted, not literally, but maybe figuratively by nostalgia, lost and melancholy. Um, and the, the whole idea of like remembering of like a happier time and then like seeing that it's been twisted by something by like by time. Um, yeah, so like, good. Yeah, like yeah, just these fun places people visited with sh- that were that were once shiny and chrome, <laughs> um, but now the tracks are rusty on the on the tr- on the on the roller coaster and the color the colorful paint is peeling as nature attempts to reclaim the site it was built on. Um, mm. There's like a macabre beauty of ru- to the ruination of it. Um, so the topic of the story, like as soon as like we got into it, I was kind of already like hook line and sinker because it's it's a topic that i'm inter- very interested into yeah um also for like five nights at freddy's and exactly that's yeah it's the reason same... why that took off because of how cool the aesthetic is yeah basically people remember people from our like age and like around our age group remember like chuck e cheese thing places and like old ro- like small roller coaster theme park stuff so like we we can we can kind of um and and we do like now that we're older we kind of have like those memories are faded and much like some of these these abandoned theme parks sort of thing mm. so it's like sort of a a metaphor it was metaphorical thank you Casey <laughs> Face for giving me that <laughs> eternal quote <laughs> yeah really um also i did google wiki uh wiki watchy and and disney world or no not disney <laughs> dinosaur world <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So, Wikiwachi Spring and Dinosaur World are real theme parks in Florida. You can visit. Well, not now because of you know the dark times, but you yeah, could. Yeah, the Backstreet Boys <laughs> reunion tour. Oh uh, yeah. Um, That's where the game comes put it. <laughs> God damn it! Because <laughs> they get uh, demonetized if they say it. I got you. Well, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, fuck the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Um. And and that's another thing about that I like about the story, um, and actually something kind of brings up from the previous uh, quote I had. It is grounded in something real. <laughs> um, like a lot of the story, like a lot of the mundane stuff, like a lot of the the setup and the prep work, feel uh, up before we get to like some of the weirder stuff. It all kind of feels very well researched, or at least the author like is writing what they know, like mm-hmm. in terms of the mundane setting. Like they they know Florida, they know. They know to a degree surveying material, as we're gonna as as we'll find out later in my notes. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciated that in the story of the um the how the writing was for the most part well researched for this like to kind of get into the the character. Um, and then my next one here, uh, and sure, it was strange that this place seemed to be a memory that we had all forgotten and later remembered to some degree and struggled to clarify. But it's, but that's not uncommon for childhood recollections. We all have places, events, TV shows, movies, and other things stored away somewhere so fuzzily that we were, we want that so fuzzily that we wonder if they actually existed or not. Yeah. Like this pirate kid show with puppets, though mom keeps saying, insisting that it was, that I was watching static. Weird. Um, Very I, I good was, imagination as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I was, I was getting a little bit of a candle co vibe from this. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, like given the, the collective recollection of something nostalgic, it's, it's not a slam against the story um, with my silly little quote here aside, like of like, Oh yeah, I like totally remember this pirate show. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's literally an entire genre or subgenre of creepypasta and horror fiction. It's not even it's just it's outside of creepypasta internet fiction. It's a whole thing of horror fiction. Um because people like to remember nostalgia and and like also there's the kind of like a that you are haunted by your past or you're haunted by the past. So like that's a whole genre in of itself like being haunted by something you maybe remember but you're not quite sure. So yeah, it's it's definitely worth some something worth exploring. And it's just like I was getting vibes of like the the old Candle Cove um story from this and yeah. Uh on to my next one here. Uh I was sure now that this place was real or at least had once been. Dad was never able to remember it. The few times I asked again, I didn't know if he even tried. After all, it was just hours later with him behind the wheel. Dot, dot, dot. The old scar on my side itched. 28 stitches. And this is regarding basically him recollect and kind of like bringing in and recollecting uh, the car accident uh, that summer that happened like hours, like an hour after they visited um, uh, Kittyland, supposedly. And where uh, Nair's mom uh, died. Um, and, and to this, I'm just like, I wonder if the, if, if the visiting of Kittyland has anything to do with this car accident you're bringing up. <laughs> like, as soon as the car accident stuff gets introduced, my that crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, it would follow the theme of family trauma linked to a cold a cold relics uh, based object, uh, based on the the previous story that we just, we had read, laser tag. Um, and, uh, but before we go into any more of that, uh, we got this one here. Uh, it was, uh, it's as menial as it, you would expect. And sometimes the driver's going past, oh, sorry. And sometimes the driver's going past you as you work shoot glares, probably because they don't, they just don't get what we're doing when we're out there staring at the landscape through our total stations like dorks. And I was like, total stations? What? And then I Googled it. I was like, oh shit, that's an actual term for surveying equipment. <laughs> like that's an actual like piece of surveying equipment. Uh that it's called total station. So I, I honestly that thought is it was a weird t- word. Yeah. It was exactly. so weird that I assumed it was right. <laughs> well, I, I just assumed it was a typo, and then I Googled it and I discovered oh, okay. it was not. So I learned something today about about surveying. Yeah. And Again, it's something I like. I mentioned earlier about like how this is kind of well researched. It's like, yeah, this is actually kind of competently researched for like kind of, or at least like maybe the author has had that job, kind of writing mm-hmm. what you know, sort of thing. I'm assuming that's the like camera on a tripod situation. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's that survey. Yeah. That's that 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 yeah that that viewfinder kind of thing they have mm. uh, that you always see when you when you see those those guys out in the uh, out in fields next to highways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And then there's this line. Soon the three of us were like old friends, catching up. We had many long nights together, three weighing in private chat rooms. Oh, jeez. God, phrasing. Oh, God. I mean, I didn't go there, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I, I think it's been safe on this show that, like, my mind will go there because I live in a gutter. <laughs> that's fine. Someone's got to live there. Yep. It's for rent, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next one here. <laughs> um, ah, yes, here we go. And kind of, uh, so on our second go around the nature, the nature trail, we began speaking a little more personally with each other. 
And that was when we learned of some ominous shared, some ominous shared similar stories that cast the mystery in a darker light. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> in a darker light. Aha. But yes. sorry, that's not actually the rest of it. All of us had personal tragedies that happened around the time of our park visits, specifically shortly after we came to and left Kittyland. So I look back at my comment about Kittyland being tied to earlier mentioned a car accident. There it is. Well, kind of. Um, it's a bit more complex the longer the the more you read, I guess, but it more or less kind of like confirmed my my previous uh uh, suspicion. <laughs> yeah, uh, as I mean, there. I, my 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 my. The reason why I say it's more complex is because as we keep, as we kept reading, it like, is it real? Is it not? <laughs> was it like? Is is there? Was there actually even a kitty land, or was it like some weird government built like building that was there that was causing all this shit? Like, mm-hmm. and maybe like they just happened to be passing by when they emitted the uh, the brain fuckling machine or something. Regardless, Which, yeah, that location. Whether it was real or not, did fuck with these three people. That's true. People. Yeah, and or and who knows? Maybe it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it might have been other people too. Like it might have affected uh, other families that just aren't on the internet and like popping up. Mm-hmm. So, because um, it is also a secluded location, but I, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, or I'm getting ahead of myself in my notes on that. So, um, moving on to my next quote and comments. Um, they wanted lasting family bonding time. As Kate's sister had advanced leukemia, she was confined to a wheelchair, but Kate could recall that she still enjoyed the trip even more than she did. Somewhere along the way, before heading home, they must have gone to Kittyland together. But again, for whatever reason, her father never took any uh, pictures of the place. Kate's sister soon after experienced complications and died a week later in in, in hospice care. Uh, her family was never the same. Okay, so I was going to comment um, about Kate's tragedy seeming like um, like more unrelated than the other two. Um, but then shortly after this, Kate herself points out that uh, like during their discussion of like, oh, like oh man, this place is cur-, like like I think Jack just blatantly says, oh, the place is cursed. It's it's causing these problems. And like they were all thinking that, but then Kate kind of rationalizes that like her sister's illness was an issue before they went to Kittyland. Um, I, I, and mm-hmm. so like I, I was going to comment about like how it's like, well, I mean, like the yeah, the fire thing happened like two days later, and then like the car accident was a was an hour later after their visit, and like it seemed like Katie's tragedy was kind of on it, like it was it was foreseen <laughs> what was going to happen, mm-hmm. so it's sort of like an outlier. But then again, Katie brings it up. There's like, oh, my, this, mine, mine was kind of an outlier. So like, the, it doesn't really hold up. And that's kind of something I like about this story, is that the characters do address loose threads or like plot holes that they they, they come up. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because like this thing, like, and this isn't the first time that this happened. Or the, the the this isn't the last time it happens. I think it happens later on in the story, um, where they address like certain things, like um, uh, when. What's uh, when uh, when Nair 
yeah, no, no. When there uh, charters the uh, the flight and or like or like uh, says that his 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 dad died. Anyways, let's go look. Let's uh, let's. I'm gonna drag you guys out to Florida again to look for uh, for this place. And Jack and and Kate straight up just like, well, my condolences, but also, are you fucking nuts? Your family, your 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 dad just died. We're not like more important you... shit to worry about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they actually like call him on his bullshit. There, it doesn't go mm. anywhere, but at least it's addressed. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, I actually kind of really liked that—that that the story actually has some self-awareness to that, um, because it's something that would get brought up in real conversation. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, next one here. Uh, da, da, da. Oh yeah, so we had all fundamentally changed in our young lives. Maybe grew up a little faster than most kids. And the idea that a backwoods park seemed involved, it changed our perspective, our perception. So even given what I said earlier about Kate's tragedy and like kind of having this kind of not not being fully like succinct and such. Um, again, I do like the, the direction this is going at this point in the story. This is what I'm commenting on. I do like the direction of like a theme park called Kitty Land effectively shortening childhood for visitors is an interesting idea and the way the story does it is is really out there and weird and interesting and it's not just simply th- this place is a cursed location it's there might be something more like sinister and like government based on like to it as we as we find out um i i do like that path or that that tent or that uh that uh direction in the uh, in the narrative and gonna move on to the next one you guys don't have anything like you like you'd want to like say like about my comments or anything, do you? Or we'd be saying them if we did. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So I'm just guessing that you guys are in agreement, or you're just like, all right, let's just keep letting him talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> love that uh, uncertainty in my life. <laughs> Thanks. It's a myth. Okay. I can only really speak for myself, but yes, I agree. Okay. Um. Okay, so my next one here. Um, all of our memories were hazy and scattered, so probably none of them were all too accurate. Even so, after hours at a restaurant table that we occupied right up near closing time, I had made the first known visual representation of the place—a simple sketch. And to this, and and some of the other things that we get in the story, like the photos or like the the other sketches we get, I kind of wish that we had gotten um, pictures that accompany this story. Like, not simply the the tablet drawings that we get from the website that I think are just more or less um, like title cards for the uh, for the stories themselves. I think it would have been nice to actually have some photo scans of these these sketches and maps that they, mm-hmm. they do over the story. Now, the thing is, now that I'm thinking about it, like, as, again, by the ending, some of it is, like, not real, according to reality <laughs> that changes or fate or like it, it it may not have even happened <laughs> the way he recalls it so i guess it makes sense that those sketches aren't available but still i, I think there should have been some of these 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 sketches that uh he did mm, it would add to it a lot yeah uh and then my next one here god this is a doozy based on my comments um uh, I kept mostly to myself 
uh, and sort of drifted through the house, trying to recall the good times the three of us had. Uh, not that there were many. One uh, On the last day of my visit, I went up to my old room and sketched out a more refined version of Kittyland before I forgot the dream entirely. Okay, so here's my here's my uh, another big gripe I have about the story, and it's the dream sequence that he receives after uh, finding out that his dad died. Um, and so, I really feel like that dream sequence, the night f- after finding his dad had committed suicide, dealing with the suicide in the funeral within the following week, but also like still dwelling on this park abruptly throughout it, it really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like as a reader, it I, I like I still think the death is fine for the story, um, because of how rooted it is within the history of the narrative here. Um, like it's clear that like it, it's because it, it was it was coming it was drawing to a point based off of like uh, what we the other um, lines that we get about the dad and how like this whole how how his life had changed after 1990. Um, just. I just feel like um, there needs to be a precedence, like 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 that 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 the whole death and the funeral needs to be taken more precedence uh, due to the mood that it invokes. Like it it just didn't seem like the dream sequence was really appropriate while you're also dealing with this, or while while your character is also dealing with this. Um, so well, like maybe maybe inst- and and actually I kind of offer up a uh, an alternative to a dream, so to kind of maybe con- connect the death further to the uh, to like this weird narrative that you have or like this this uh, the the story itself, uh, maybe instead of a vivid dream, you have a a memento that Nair finds in his house while going over his dad's effects. Maybe his dad did in fact keep some photos or or sketch out some things that he remembered from that day at the park uh and kept them secret from uh from from uh from Nair and and the sister and such uh maybe revisiting it after his son asked him questions about Kittyland is uh like like about the time to- about that time is actually what uh what put him over the edge um to kind of ramp up the guilt uh of dredging up uh, bad memories and stuff like that. Because I, I think it does have a line where like him and his, like Nair and his sister both had like different types of, of, of um, uh, like senses of guilt for what happened. And I think that was like, to kind of insinuate that like, maybe he shouldn't have like poked and prodded his dad about Kitty land because of how close it was to the, the source of his depression. Um, yeah. Also, but it's, I'm it's... pretty sure that like Nair did find, Rolls of film that his dad did not develop and was that developed his... them, and it was pictures of that day. Was it that was, I think it was primarily pictures of him at like Disney World or some shit. Okay. But I could have swore there was also a picture of the um the entrance to Kittyland. Was that him oh. or was that? I guess that was him because, like, uh, but like, because I, I maybe I was getting confused by that from that that it was um, that was Kate, but it does make sense that if it was uh, it was Nair because uh, so like maybe there is some more information, but yeah, like maybe there was a little bit more than to it um, than just those photos that he found earlier. Because I mean, like, yeah, parents hide things from their kids all the time. <laughs> totally. 
Um, and not just in the most obvious places. Um, secrets uh-huh. and lies. It's the foundation for a great family <laughs> household. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, or like, yeah, if you want to keep this on the path of like, what was it real? Was it fake? Is it some sort of mimetic false memory thing uh, that Nair like l- later theorizes? Um, it could be that, yeah, like um, maybe he like goes while well, he's looking through his dad's effects and stuff like that. Um, he finds like a, that his dad has actually re- was recently sketching something that is basically Kitty Land, um, mm-hmm. and that's what he finds. Rather than him going into his room and just starts sketching out Kitty Land, so he doesn't lose this thing that he's been like dwelling on for a week while he's been dealing with his dad's like funeral plans. Like, well, it's, okay, the yeah. counterpoint. There's yeah, sure. Mikey because <laughs> he's about to counterpoint. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, well, you have to realize that he's become obsessed with oh, yeah. Kitty Land. So, in the character's mind, he's not as engaged with the real world as he should be. Okay, I can... That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that, because I was actually going to counter myself a little bit while you, while, while we, uh, while you bring this up. Um... Yeah, it could be that, like, basically, like, this is his way of, like, dealing with real life. Um, yeah. It's just, like, kind of, he's he's sinking into the fantasy um, to escape the reality, his, his dire reality. And uh, since we're at this point in the story with the, the dad's death, um, when I read this, um, I was thinking that he visited Kittyland again before the death because of this line. I was able to visualize myself exploring a rotting Kittyland, taking pictures, proving it was real. Dot dot dot. So, basically, if you visualize it in your own mind and visit it, is that what? can potentially trigger the curse. Oh, so not even going yeah. there physically. Uh, if you hmm. have a accurate enough memory of the place, the like death aura that surrounds it still affects. Yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah, yeah like, that's a good point. Yeah, that is. Um... Yeah, because because uh, this because as we find out in the story, like Kitty Land isn't real, but it it it's a trigger of it's a it's a trigger of memories of some kind for possibly, but based off of some kind of like military program or something, or some something something was going on with the military at the site that they go to that was that was brain fuckling people, <laughs> like causing them to have military the, or not, yeah. Oh, they, they, it's like they say, like, well, they find like when they find the shed, it's like clearly like 1960s military uh, hardware or like technology. Um, yeah, I, don't know if I it's mean, it, military, might, it might, yeah. not be, it might not be specifically military. It's just like 1960s military is usually kind of go hand in hand with like dark projects, look at MK Ultra. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think that maybe that maybe you might be on something there but like i don't know it just seemed like the yeah to me it just seemed like and, and i didn't actually catch that like yeah his his obsession was starting this early i i kind of caught it a little bit later um 
but yeah, I, I think that the upset, I think that his obsession, I think you're right. Like his, he's basically the reason why it seems so weird and kind of awkward that his, like he's focusing on this kitty land thing while he's dealing with his dad's death and such is probably maybe intentional because he's basically just sinking into his obsession. So, okay. I, I could, I can get behind that. In one way or another, kitty land was responsible for his dad's death, whether yeah. it was through the depression he's been dealing with ever since the accident, or because it's directly attacking him because of the, the death aura thing that the kitty land has. Yeah. Or the like, yeah, mimetic signal that it's giving off from that location, mm-hmm. like to its uh, to its uh, subjects, I guess. Sure. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna move on then. Um. The yeah, this is what basically when when Tyler appears, it's like the number of Kitty Landers had grown again, uh, and our newest member was our youngest. Uh, I'll call him Tyler. And he claimed to have gone to the park in 1993. And I was like, oh, hey, it's the guy currently moderating Cold Relics site. And also, like, kind of, like, setting things up on the site. Or, like, basically, who's been writing the stories. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, also, yeah, I think, actually, as a as an addendum to the, last, to the laser tag game, or laser tag uh, story, uh, it was not Tyler. It was our hero, technically, who was, uh, who was curating that story from the unknown or uh, the unknown author. Yeah. Cause that was just another near story. So we didn't know. Yeah. Um, so moving on to my next one here. Ah, yes. This is where things start escalating. Um, so I guess I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of recluse. This is Tyler talking and I've been following Kate online for a few months. That probably sounds creepy. Uh, I was there when it was burning. It it what in what had to be 1993. I would have been five. My only memories are of it being on fire. People were screaming. They were on fire too. Even the kids. And like as I read, once I got to that part, I was like, "Oh, uh, that escalated quickly." Oh, but just kind of abruptly just drop that revelation down, Tyler. <laughs> And then, like, I think he goes on later. He's like, anyway, so we, I think we should meet up and hang out. <laughs> uh, he's like, wow, that kind of escalated. <laughs> the, we went from, like, oh, trying to remember these stories. Like, yeah, I was there in 1993. I was five. I remember it burning. And uh, people were screaming. I think they were on fire, too. Even the kids. Anyway, uh, we should uh, we should look into this, right? <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> you forgot the one glaring <laughs> thing that he mentioned. But oh. he was happy it was happening, he said? Yeah, that's true. Yes, he was also <laughs> happy it was happening. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the next point he of escalation flags on that guy. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely some red flags from Tyler. He's he's a <laughs> he's a he's a he's a strange duck. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, moving on to the next one of of uh, of escalation here. Uh, a week later, during the early January doldrums, our group met at a small airstrip in the morning, and then I was like, uh, "Airstrip? It was it was a cool, clear day." And we'd been a- we'd be able to see for miles and miles. I can see for miles and miles. And- anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, knowing that it was now or never on finding any remnant of uh, at all of Kittyland, I had decided to go all out and hire a pilot to fly us through the middle of Florida in a small plane, or at least the length of State Road Forty. 
So yeah, my first reaction that also escalated pretty quickly. Also, how much is a plane flight like that? Like, glad you're wasting your dad's inheritance. <laughs> if if you got any kind of money from that at all, I hope your sister's share is being saved for for your niece. Sorry, sorry. It's just uh, <laughs> uh, I, it is kind of it's showing like the obsession that he is uh, he is um, delving into, where he's just like he ne- he wants to find this out, so he's willing to like pay any cost to try and get information he needs. I don't think it's expensive as you think, because he's just basically I, going on a guided flying tour thing. It's not like I, he bought an airplane. No, and no, learned I also how to did. Fly. I I did Google. Um, I did a quick Google search of Florida, like a charter uh, charter flights, like short mm-hmm. charter flights and everything, like like flight tours and stuff like that, which you can do apparently. Like I didn't, they're apparently very numerous in Florida. <laughs> um, yeah, they just take up an assessment. Yeah, I I from the sounds of it, um, you can get. You can uh you can chart one anywhere between like uh, like starting with anywhere between like a hundred dollars to five hundred dollars per group. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, um, yeah. So uh, it, but like when I first got heard about like oh like oh yeah we just charted a flight <laughs> to go over, like go over this strip. It's like, man, you're really just diving into like the obsession of this <laughs> whole thing. That's the whole point, though. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. It just it. I can. I guess I was just like I was shocked for some reason by the by the by how fast the di- the downward spiral into obsession was going um and speaking of the obsession here we here's my next quote here it was when they're actually at the the site like at the on the ground um after they've driven away from the the airport to the location uh every 15 minutes either kate or jack asked if we could uh leave now i asked for another extension each time and in any case we had only taken my car so they would have to wait until I was satisfied. Wow. And, and the, again, this is like another part of the, the, the spiral of obsession that's going on from, from Nair uh, at this point in the story. And I'm just like, I'd be concerned if I was Kate or Jack at this point. Like, it's like, we don't, we barely know this guy. And like, why did we get into one car to come out here? <laughs> I've known him for like at least a couple of years. A couple of years online. Like people are do, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like slamming anybody like oh like who has online friends because I, I have tons of online friends mm-hmm. and people that i've i've talked to in, in person as well like from like when i go to down to gen con uh, uh every year again before the dark times so it just like i don't know it just that kind of like that i guess maybe that um that silly thing of just like why like this guy's acting a lot more like squiggy than usual did we make a we, we've made a horrible mistake <laughs> I mean, yeah it's like oh shit why did we? it's like yeah it's like that sort of like all right he's the only one with the car we've made a horrible mistake i would agree with you more if there this was their very first meeting in real life oh god can you imagine yeah <laughs> yeah no like if, it, if they didn't have that nice like kind of kosher and like familial like meet up at, at, a, at a denny's or whatever it was yeah um and then go hiking for a couple of hours while talking like that would have if they hadn't had that i would be a little I, I guess i would be a little bit more um uh even more squigged out about the situation for them yes for sure <laughs> however still squiggage is necessary yeah it, it's like it's like whatever <laughs> uh, i've like i've driven you guys like like from like point a to point b um like back in the day 
and we'd go through like back roads because I like driving down like like spirally like wooded uh, like roads and stuff of like that. And I remember one of our friends commented like, you know, this is the perfect place for somebody to like get like killed and like dumped. And I was like, and I just like looked to him like with a, with a creepy smile on. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Uh, in in joking, in, in... <laughs> he's still around. You saw we him. swear. The last time you saw him, <laughs> no, no, saw him ever again for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Or or like I remember actually a similar thing. Of like we were uh, down in Toronto, uh, same guy actually, <laughs> and we were we 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 had to find a, a route back down into the subways, and we found this like lonely like nobody was around like for like a half a block. Um, and we went inside this building where, like, there was a um, an ent- like a stair, like an escalator down to um, to uh, the subway systems down down below. And as we were like, we we're taking the drive, uh, taking it, and we we're just quietly like dr- uh, descending down the escalator, like, and like as we were as our heads were like popping away out of view from like the street and such. I I said, and they were never seen again. And I'm saying is like, shut up. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so I guess it's really just my dark sense of humor <laughs> kicking in yeah. with this part. It's like I'm the only one with the keys, assholes. We're staying here till I'm satisfied. Uh, um, and then we get to this part, uh, and this is actually kind of where I, I'm I'm lining up with uh, with Gamer about the timeline shit. Mm. Um and like so this is my this is my issue with the the timeline stuff. So uh I didn't know what we should be looking for or if this was even the right spot. Still we hunted for a bit of everything. Foundations, bricks, buried toys, trees growing around an old fence or lamppost. We searched for old garbage that would have survived uh like soda lids, plastic toys or metal ride remnants. Uh, such as springs and screws. We scoured the nearby trees for toppled signs and kicked dirt away to maybe reveal ticket studs or ticket stubs uh, or maps. If there ever was a small theme park out here, there should have been some lingering evidence of it. And to to that, I was just commenting. It's like, really? Like, as, Mm -hmm. as Tyler said, it was burned to the ground in 1993. And you're currently searching the grounds of the supposed site in 2008, according to the website's mm-hmm. timeline. Yeah, um, that's uh, that's 15 years. That is 15 years in Florida, the muggy, hot, wet, damp uh, grounds of Florida that would disintegrate any kind of paper trail that was left. Any mm-hmm. kind of paper what would actually compl- like all that paper stub stuff that he's talking about. It burned yeah. to the ground fire exactly even and if it paper. and even if it didn't burn to the ground if there was any remnants of it left like after the burn like after the uh, the ashes were still a remnant the the soggy earth and the swamplands of florida would definitely have have nature would definitely have destroyed them by, by then yeah and also there were signs that the whole place had been cleared by human intervention fairly recently so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not as far-fetched again this is just his I, again i'm just kind of in denial about his obsession i guess <laughs> but like yeah he's he's like it's his obsession of like there has to be something here it's like no there doesn't man it's it's been 15 years shit gets a lot of shit can change in 15 years on yep. a location in regards to like the foundations and shit though someone would have to like dig that shit up and take it out 
Yeah, but I mean, if it's yeah, like if there's foundations set up for like roller coasters and bumper cars and shit like that, that stuff should still be there at least in partial. If it wasn't moved, but I mean, like if because as it find out, like it's it's kind of been flattened for and and I think they even comment pretty early that it's probably being flattened and or like being cleared for like parking lot or something. Mm -hmm. So like that kind of stuff would get removed so that they can Mm -hmm. pour down the asphalt. Yeah, uh, for the parking lot. So again, like yeah, like again, fifteen years of both nature and human interaction or intervention would definitely have scoured this place of any proof, at least the proof that they're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> or that, that he listed above. So, um, and then uh, the next thing here, uh, with Kate and Jack's interest rekindled. Uh, we worked together to pry the door open uh, and step inside. So this was like when they discovered like the shed and some of that after like hours of, of like not finding anything. And honestly, my interest was also kind of rekindled at this point. And I didn't realize it until we got to this point. I was like, oh yeah, that was kind of like, this was kind of dragging on a little bit. And then something finally actually fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a moment in this story where, while I was reading, it was like, I think, is this just going to be like an investigation that leads to nowhere? <laughs> Like they never like, ever find anything. Like, yeah, is is this gonna fucking blue balls me? <laughs> like, inter- like in terms of like in terms of like the like a mystery. <laughs> um, and and no, like it, we do actually get some really interesting, um, I guess, uh, not not conclusion, but like we get some kind of like payoff for for what is going on, even if it does ask more questions than answers. <laughs> so, um, and next one here. Yeah, so this is when he's like, yeah, he couldn't explain it, but I was uh, starting to feel a deep primal fear similar to what I had experienced moments after the accident. It was as if the device was still broadcasting a signal that made me made my very memories feel vulnerable. I became afraid that I'd suddenly lose them or have them tampered with again. I was then desperate to end an obsession that had grown steadily for over a decade. I never found the power source for the shed, so I did the only thing that made sense. I took one of the empty metal barrels that we had tossed out and charged in like a madman. I smashed the transmitter first, and with every ounce of my strength, ran the barrel into the compartment. So it's like, oh yeah, I did the most logical thing. I, I rolled my sand check. Um, and, uh, I got a, I, I passed, but I only took, but I, but I still took one sand loss. So I did the most thing, like the most, uh, reasonable thing and tried to destroy the, the source of my madness. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was at this point where I like realized, okay, so this is like some kind of machine that is transmitting and, and brain fuckling, uh, people with, with a signal of some kind. Like that's, that's what he's assuming, anyways. Yeah, that's that's kind of what we have as like a theory, a working theory here. So I guess my Candle Cove comment earlier was a little bit more in line than I thought, at least given some people's like theories about what Candle Cove was. Um, which is that like Candle Cove like might have been some kind of like strange like experiment uh, that like affected like countless people through like a broadcast. Um. Or through a, through a signal, like they all like have this recollection of this thing, but they were actually just looking at static. Well, in the but in the static, there might have been some kind of a signal that yeah. uh, that was giving them all the same image, uh, like subliminal messaging kind of thing, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and next thing here is when shit goes completely crazy. Um, after he blows up that, uh, or like not blows up after he destroys the terminal, um, he gets that major headache and then he goes into, he goes out into the clearing to try and like escape, uh, try and get his aspirin from his car. And then he gets out of the tree line and there was a rip in space moving like a flag on a windy day all through, all throughout the area. I could see fragments of what looked like another world, another time. A part of me knew by instinct that it was all in my head, but I still couldn't convince myself that it wasn't real. I really like the way it describes like him seeing this vision, like of like this wavering vision kind of like in fragments, right? Yeah. Like these strips of uh, like basically these strips of reality kind of being overlaid of uh, his his actual reality. I really I really enjoy that imagery. Um it's also really like I was like what the fuck is going on here? And then he blacks out and wakes up with a popsicle stick in his mouth in the mm-hmm. uh, at the hospital. As one does. Um and uh the next thing here on my comments, uh, speaking about the hospital and waking up, um, as we spoke over the course of an hour, I began to feel that something was off. It was like I had lost time, that some part of me was missing. And like again, to me, I, like, I was just like commenting here, it's like, I mean, you did lose two days. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. it, feels like I lost, it feels like I lost some time. It's like, yeah, you did, buddy. <laughs> uh, we we are getting to the end of my notes, I swear, guys. <laughs> sure we are. <laughs> um, over time, I came to terms with that I had somehow screwed up my memory after going to that site, which had affected me in a way that it hadn't for Tyler. But I was convinced that he was but I wasn't convinced that he was free, uh, with, free of tampering either. If he could recall the shed, I didn't know, or if he, no, sorry, if he couldn't recall the shed, I don't, uh, hang on, I'm going to start that over, sorry. Uh, but I wasn't convinced that he was free of tampering either if he couldn't recall the shed. I didn't know what had actually happened, and I don't think I ever will. So, based on what we actually find out about the with, with, with regards to the shed and stuff like that, um, my guess for like what's going on is either memories got tampered with via like a signal, and either Kate and Jack never actually existed, like they, they for some reason it's just another part of like the memory kind of feedback or whatever, um, or like kind of like implanted like. Uh, implanted memories of like part of the investigation thing or that the government came in after he blacked out and like took away Kate and Jack, uh, Jack um, and, and like covered up the whole thing. And like Tyler is either in on that. Like he's, he's like a, like a, like a, uh, like a, um, what's the word for like an agent agent of some kind. He's like a sleeper agent kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he knows what's going on or like, like Nair, he was also just taken, uh, taken, but like, and kind of given like a a different type of like covering up. Like he still remembers, like they the maybe the government for some reason like covered it up in a way that like they remember still looking for Kitty Lamb, but they removed uh, Jack and Taylor, uh, Jack and and Kate for some reason. Um, or my secondary theory, uh, by damaging the machine, 
Uh, actually, I guess this is a, my actually this is gonna be a, a slight slight tangent. By by damaging the machine, he a uh, electrocuted himself, causing him to have some kind of weird brain uh, brain issues um, that made him completely forget what was going on. Um, or more fantastically, Nair activated a tear in reality that phased him into an alternate timeline where Kate and Jack don't exist or didn't exist in their investigations preliminary. Um, perhaps the machine wasn't a brain scrambler so much as some kind of dimensional research that the government was working on. Um, I'm still kind of that. That's kind of like I was just kind of trying to come up with an idea of what the fuck is going on by the end of the story, <laughs> um, which I guess is kind of a like a good thing and a bad thing to the story because it allows you to have a bunch of like come up with like your own theories of what the fuck happened, but it can also be kind of unsatisfying to the mm-hmm. Um, so my my actual the theory I'm kind of siding with is that it was some kind of like it was a a memory scrambler and government uh, government cover up stuff. Um, so you're going tinfoil hat situation. Yeah, I'm going with the the more of the government conspiracy angle. Um, and maybe Tyler isn't in on it, but he's like like for some reason he wasn't um, uh, removed from the site <clears throat> like the other two were. Um. Although that doesn't shoot, that doesn't actually fix the uh, the end the the arrest of the ending because like the other like the, he he goes back to the Tumblr site and it exists, but none of his interactions are there. So like either the government like deleted his information like his his correspondence like thoroughly, which is really hard for the internet, or yeah, he phased through to another timeline where his investigation is different. Um, God. I've, my head hurts. <laughs> um, and that's a great segue to my next quote and my final quote uh, for the story. Um, uh, so this is when Tyler like talks to him about like his, his memory and like his vision and stuff. It's like, he stared at me the way he did earlier because he remembered me from his dream. As everything burned, I stood in the center of the park smiling, but I wasn't my six-year-old self. I was an adult just as I was now. He had grown up wondering about my identity or by the identity of that man and seeing me in person only brought up more questions. And God does that. Fuck. Um, This is like lost or eerie Indiana bullshit going on. (laughs) Like, fuck. Like it's really play. The story is really playing on the, what is reality? Existential, like horror nonsense. (laughs) Um, and, and I, I would like that. I would genuinely love that, um, like, through and through. My only problem is, due to the length of the story and the the, congr- the continuity kind of c- complexity that they try they try to do, but kind of half-assedly do, with, like, the timeline and stuff like that, it's just super confusing. <laughs> um, and then, I, like, af- after I finished, like, reading that and got to the very end, like, oh, by the way, it ex- uh, the site exists. Here's proof of it on Google Maps or on, on Google Maps. It's a parking lot now, and I'm just like, okay, this is less. Lo- uh, okay, maybe this isn't so much Lost or Erie, Indiana. This is just David Lynch, like cerebral bullshit. It's like I don't have to explain shit. <laughs> like I just, I, I just, I just wrote this thing for you to like wonder what the fuck you just read, <laughs> like to question your own reality. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. That's that's what I left. That's how I left this story when I finished reading. It. I was just like left with like fuck. <laughs> so so that was my actual thoughts. Jesus Christ, it's gonna be a long episode. I apologize. 
<laughs> Mike, mm-hmm. B stands for evil. Your actual thoughts. All right. So, uh, we might as well start with the end uh, because you were talking about it. You know um, what? It, it's it's Lynchian enough. Starting from the be- from the end with the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, my theory is that as a child, he actually created Kitty Land. And yeah. because of the whole Lego. Yeah, sorry, that's, that's, that's part of the ending of the story that kind of really like fucked me up as well. Like where I was like, wait, so he created Le- a Lego version of Kitty Land when he was like six. And then, but it exists in reality. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, it's, it, it's like this. If you... Just okay. When I was a kid, Disneyland was a thing. I could yeah. make Disneyland with Legos if I want to. Yeah. No, I got like, that. It doesn't mean I made Disneyland. <laughs> I, no, I, I get. I, I get where. Actually, I, I do see where where Mikey's going. I also see where you're going. It's like, yeah, like I, I, I get that that he like he can make a Lego like a Lego thing. But the fact that he finds a photo of himself making leg making the Lego version of Kitty Land. And and like that getting dropped at the end of this is just kind of like I don't need like here's one less here's one extra thread of like bizarreness that I'm gonna just toss in for sh- hope you hope you enjoyed reading this <laughs> fucked up story. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, that- I saw that as basically after the events of going to Kitty Land and stuff. Him oh. as a kid, he still remembers what the sign looked like, yeah, so he just I- made it. Sorry, I'm I'm a dummy. Uh, I I thought yeah no okay I I could, maybe maybe that's the case. Like he 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 made he did that Kitty Land thing after going to Kitty Land. I I assumed it was before, but it could it, have been before too. Because like on the trips, he could have been passing by Kitty Land and, and saw the in, the uh, um, entrance and just remembered it. Maybe no. So he's like, I want to go to Kitty Land someday, Dad. Look, I made it out of Lego. He's like, okay, son. Well, I'll go to Kitty Land. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, sorry, Miles or Mikey. What? Uh, you, you, yeah. What do you? Yeah. Got? Well, based on the Lego, like Kitty Land could have been his own um, version of a theme park because of his aspirations to become the uh, An engineer. architect, yeah. engineer. Yeah. Hmm. So. What if he created Kitty Land as a child and somehow made it real? With, God, this the is... imagination <laughs> landed it into like existence. Okay, yeah. I need, I need to, I need to uh, share this with you guys. So my 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 niece, the niece cultist, um, last year or the year before, um, really got into this movie called Wonder Park. Which is basically this premise <laughs> where like a kid who's like obsessed with like theme parks and like ha- and like plays like makes makes a th- makes up a theme park with her mom uh like as she's like grow like as she's a kid and then as she gets slightly older um uh her her mom is like has to go to like a hospital because she's like possibly terminally ill or something it's it's very kind of oblig uh vague of what happens to her like what 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 her mom has. But it's it's bad. Like, like causes like some trauma with the with the the girl, and she kind of like abandons Wonder Park, like this like whole big like setup that she's built with her mom like over the years. Um, and then like as she when she uh, she's she's really smart and like with mathematics and engineering for a kid, so she's going to this like science park 
um, that she gets like kind of rude in. And on the way there, she ends up like escaping because she wants to go help her dad and goes through the woods and ends up stumbling into Wonder Park. Um, and it's like kind of a uh, uh, if if it was treated more creepily and like as a horror story, it would basically be a creepy pasta. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's basically like, like what you designed. Yeah, like the the park is basically her like like she realizes that she created all of it through imagination and it exists in this weird magical space. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in these wo- somewhere in the woods between her house and this like and uh and this summer camp thing. So or the government has been keeping close eye tabs on her. Like, yes. Oh, that's a great great idea. We'll just make that. <laughs> exactly, yes. But yeah, it, it's it like it's it's surprisingly like competent and fun movie, but like yeah, again, like if I wanted to horrify it, it would not be hard to turn it into a creepy boss. No, not at all. <laughs> and and honestly, it has like very similar kind of things to like the theory that we're kind of going off here is like where he or he made uh, he made Kittyland, um, and and possibly made it real through the power of belief, <laughs> um, <laughs> and 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 false memory. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honestly, that's that is something I I, I kind of wanted the story to go to uh, go with. Like uh, like when I first started reading, it's like oh, like he goes to like they find this this place that doesn't exist except it does because they made it because of their childhood. But then we got kind of weird weird device in the middle of the woods that near the spot, and it apparently brain fuckles people or screws up with your memory, <laughs> or. It's just a part of his mind that he doesn't realize is there. So he's trying to find a part of himself and his obsession, and he's making these connections with people, but not actually making the connections with them because he's already crazy. Oh, fuck. So it's a psychological horror. He's been, turns out it wasn't, he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't been in that, that hospital bed for two days. He's been in that hospital bed for two years. <laughs> he's been in a coma. That's why he's tired. like, I feel like I've lost more days than two. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Literally doing the, uh, it was all a dream. <laughs> like psychological horror. This is, it, It's been Silent Hill the whole time, guys. It was all just a, a metaphor for his psychoses. <laughs> Fuck. Again, that's very David Lynch. Like that's that's where mm-hmm. I, what I was coming at for. Where I was like, by the end of the story, I'm just like, what the fuck am I? Did I just read? <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was seriously like, like mentally exhausted after reading the story. <laughs> God damn it, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a little bit of sense though <laughs> yes alright so continuing onward mm-hmm. um, let's sort of start with the um, the shed okay um, so they get to the clearing yeah but it's revealed that this isn't actually the clearing where Kitty Land was because in their searching, it's not until they follow Tyler, because it says, we followed his distant voice until we caught up to him deep in the woods. Yeah, He had found a lonely utility shed. Oh my god, I just, I just realized something too. <laughs> So again, like I can understand. I, uh, again, it's Florida. 
the, 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 the vegetation there grows really fast and shit grows really fast, especially after something burns. <laughs> so they found the clearing they found and that they thought was actually like the, 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 uh, the perimeter of, of Kitty land. That was actually just the, the old, uh, the old parking lot <laughs> for Kitty land. <laughs> Is that where you're going? Um, no. <laughs> I, I just like I think it'd be funny. It's like, yeah, it's like they're, they're scouring this whole like this this whole perimeter. It's like we can't find anything. There should be something here. It's like no, you idiots. This is the old parking lot for the old for the for the theme park. That's actually like the forest that's beyond because the forest grew over it in fifteen years. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, continuing on more about yes. this shed. Yes, back to the show. So, after some quick visual measurements, I could tell that it was lined up to the center of the dirt square, the same spot on my kitty land sketch that I couldn't map out. So, he lined it up perfectly with a map that didn't have any fill, anything filled in in that spot. Yep. He's gone mad. Yep. <laughs> No, I I'm with you. I that I was like, okay. <laughs> but you don't understand. It, it's clear as day. Like the whole time he's been thinking about the layout of it, and he can remember the entire layout of it except for this place in the middle. And then looking at this shed that they found, and looking around the surroundings of it, if he overlays the image of the map that he designed in his head onto the place that sits exactly in the spot that he can't remember what's there. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they're in the middle of a deep in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I there are no landmarks. In, in the quote you said that they said that they're in the middle of a clearing. Uh, yeah. I, well, he could tell it lined up to the center of the dirt square. The same spot on my Kitty Land sketch that I couldn't it's map out. As in the clearing that they're in. So, like, they were in a clearing, and then through the forest, there was basically another clearing where Kitty Land actually was. That's what I assumed. Like, they weren't actually at the right spot. They were just at some other spot that was nearby. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's. It gets, it gets really convoluted by the end of the story <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm. I was pretty confused in the, by the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. Yeah. Well, to me, it just seems like. Uh, he was all like, "Yeah, I got this map with nothing on it." And hey, look, there's a shed. Let me put that in the spot that has nothing on it. Oh, okay. There I see what go. you mean. Like, <laughs> aha! I filled in the blank. I did it. <laughs> you did though. Like, I, I don't know why I understand this so clearly, and you guys don't. I don't Either know, I am man, insane but... or you guys are insane. <laughs> well, I, I think my point is it wasn't on his map, and yet he, but there seeing was it, yeah. he put, was like, oh, there's a shed. It clearly goes on this map, and bam, we found Kitty Land, guys. Right, yeah, I, th- I think I, I do. I do think that like so you could either take it that like oh he's he's like he was right the whole time. Uh, he again, this is kind of one of those interpretation things. I think it's like he found it, like he got the spot. Like you can take it that as that, 
or you could take it as like, no, he's gone insane. He's just uh, like connecting dots that don't exist. <laughs> yeah, I do see what you're saying now. You're saying that just because he found a shed in the middle of a clearing, that has to be Kitty Land. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just because, yeah, for sure. But that yeah. being said, that is more of a connection than he's had the entire time. That is true. But it would be funny if, like, that was actually the case. Like, no, no, he's just insane. He's just desperately searching for for proof that he's right <laughs> and that this, yeah. wasn't, this wasn't all a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, my next actual thought here um, is that I would have been happier if the story didn't blatantly say that he was obsessed because we sort of get that just by reading it i mean you say that but <laughs> i i mean you're 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 definitely welcome to your opinion on that like but like to me i think it it, it, it I, I i was fine with it because honestly i didn't realize just how obsessed he was going until like something i read something and then it just clicked and i was like oh and then it went on to say that like he he had become obsessed. I was like, okay, thank you for that clarification. Now I know like what how how to how to react to this story. <laughs> to me, I found it helpful. Well, <laughs> uh, that I, I'm pretty sure in my own reading of this, I already come to the conclusion that he was obsessed before it said that he was being obsessive. Yeah. See, I was just I there was a up until I found I realized that he was obsessive. I just thought that this this was um like escalating like some stories tend to do like some of the creep busts that we've we've done in the past like it's like where they kind of start jumping the shark pretty heavy hmm. or they start um or they start like uh like just escalating to try and keep things going and I was like okay no this actually makes and then when it was brought up I was like oh that he's become obsessed I was like oh that actually makes a whole lot more sense now I maybe that's just because I'm dumb <laughs> and didn't catch that <laughs> um at least for this story, but because you, you, like you said, you caught it like pretty early on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then back to the shed. Uh, <laughs> Always all roads lead to the shed. <laughs> Every few seconds, a faint chirp like beep came from the back. From some place buried under the forgotten equipment. Get out of there! It's a bomb! You've triggered something! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, that, that, yep. <laughs> yep. It's a bomb! <laughs> and then, like, and then, uh, Nair, who is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, slightly smoking, looks up and sees, uh, Tyler, or, uh, Jake and Kate, or, uh, Jack and Kate up in a tree, in a palm tree, and, and and Jack's just like, two days to retirement. Damn. <laughs> and then uh, yes. to reference Last Action Hero. <laughs> the best movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do, do, do. And then this. For me, I had. Um, trouble visualizing the exact size of the shed um, 
even though it, it says that the windowless interior was not much bigger than a walk-in closet, but without the walking space. Yeah, what the f- So it's okay. not a walk-in closet, it's just a closet. <laughs> no, because well, the reason why there's not a lot of walking space is because there's all those crates and barrels. So oh, okay, so it's the size of a walk-in yeah. closet, but it's full of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I had... <laughs> <laughs> I had the same fucking issue with this with this description right until now. Yeah, <laughs> where I realized, oh, it says walk-in closet. Okay, I can visualize. Like, I know walk-in closets are usually pretty like deep and big, but the reason, but for some reason, I kept picturing a closet. It's like closet space. It's like, how the fuck do you store all these fucking crates and and, and barrels then in this closet space? <laughs> god damn it! Yeah. Oh it, god. I had a pretty clear visual personally, but that's me. Yeah, well, I did yeah. it too. I had, but I had, I had to like kind of just like, all right, ignore the closet quip. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, make it as big as it needs to be, as opposed yeah. to hanging on the closet word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dun, 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 dun. And then the next quote here. Uh, Kate tossed out one last empty barrel that had been stacked in the corner. And then there it was, a dented, ugly, 1960s-era cabinet that looked like a fuse box and had four steady green lights with one blinking amber that lit up when the box let out its digitized chirp, just as it had been doing tirelessly for decades, if not longer. So... Fun thing about 1960s fuse boxes, they don't have any lights. Okay, it but it looks, it, it looks <laughs> like a 1960s fuse box, but with these extra ad- additions onto it. It's a modified version. Uh, it's a descriptor. 1960s. <laughs> hmm? It's super tech 1960s. Exactly. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's but, fringe science, is, is I think what we're getting at here. Yeah. Well, and if it was in fact from the 1960s those light bulbs would have been burned out by now yeah yeah and and like i i thought you were also gonna uh um uh you're going to focus on the the fact that it says digitized chirp <laughs> for well, that too <laughs> yes. and i was gonna fight you on that one it's like well okay it's a descriptor <laughs> for the, that thing <laughs> that sound why can't it make noises it can it just digitized like that's it, it not the correct really the correct term for that because oh i see what you're saying because it's from the 1960s and digital stuff didn't really exist in the 1960s outside of mean, like just means um, like a robotic chirp noise yeah it, yeah. it should have yeah. could have just said that that would be like chirp, chirp noise yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah mechanized chirping sound mm-hmm. yeah vacuum tubes everywhere yeah uh to do, do and then uh, when I first read about the small green phosphor monitor, uh, computer monitor, I was like, um, those are old and big and clunky. And again, we're still in this um, <laughs> closet. See, but then it later it says it was in the wall, which yeah. makes the wall even thicker. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually like, yeah, the inside the wall is probably where all the like the gadgety stuff is. Um, hmm. Because like uh, aesthetics, <laughs> military aesthetics, and, and like making things like all simple and, and 
what have you, or covering up like paneling and such. So he was made in the 1960s, but it's from the government based on the cultists' uh, assumptions. Which means that it's using like LEDs and stuff like that and modern tech behind it. Because I mean, I'm not the government has like, that technology long before we do. I mean, that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of like because uh, uh, I'm thinking back actually from uh, from the um, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier uh, when they go to the um, the villains uh, they they go to that bunker where yeah. like where Captain America first got his like uh, his stuff and in the modern day and they find uh, I think his name's Doctor Zemo or whatever um, he has been like he's been preserved artificially as an intelligence in like this massive room where all these like computer, these old like forties and fifties computers are, are active and working mm-hmm. like, and, and there's a single screen, like a small green screen, like, like the one that that's kind of described here um, that he's able to kind of like emulate a face onto. Um, that's immediately, that's honestly, that's exactly where my mind went. Was that, was, was, uh, was that guy's uh, computer room? Yeah. Except, you know, just for the terminal, not like the whole room expansed out. Maybe that's underneath the shed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that screen's just the keypad just to, to open up the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually an elevator that goes down mm-hmm. into a into a site. Yeah, it's yeah. a kingdom situation. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody left the elevator up. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's why all those like barrels and, and and like stuff they meant to like get rid of them, <laughs> but. <laughs> Or bring them down, but like they never got around to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. So my next uh, thought here is based on the link at the end. Okay. So you know how we get the link to the parking lot? Yes. Well, I just happened to look up the historical satellite data. Holy or... shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um basically um on based on the satellite data which only goes back to 1985 only so from... 1985 <laughs> <laughs> um from 1985 to 2008 there is no clearing. It's just forest. And then the the first instance of that clearing is in 2010. Interesting. And this story was was posted in 2013. Almost yeah. like this this is a fictional piece of work. Yeah. Where memory is suspect. <laughs> yeah. And basically, um, in 2011, it was still a square, and then in 2013, that's when it's officially a parking lot. Based on satellite imagery. Interesting. God. I mean, it doesn't strip say that they went there at 2008 because the times are not very clear. Yeah, I think honestly, like the 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 yeah the the timeline stuff. Like, I feel like if you didn't even have the timeline thing, if you left it pretty obscure and just like used like yeah. oh well, like um. Like this, like I, like uh, I didn't. Uh, it's been ten years since I since I first found the Tumblr site or something like that. Like, but didn't give like specifics of when you went to Kittyland. I went to Kittyland when I was six. I'm now like in college years. Like, if you went vague, pretty vague with it, I think yeah. you'd be safe. Otherwise, you need to go really in on like timeline. 
that's what I said in my uh, in my yeah. grammar. You either need to go all in or all out with the timeline stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and yeah, or you could also say like maybe this isn't like a time thing. Maybe he just phased in uh, into a new reality. Maybe our reality it was uh there was nothing there, but in his reality there was something there. Hmm. Yeah, but I I do love how you went into like found historical <laughs> satellite data. That is great. <laughs> that is that is pretty awesome. And the yes. extra mile as Where'd you find that? Uh, Google Earth. Oh really? Okay. That's that's a little bit of a question about the Panopticon <laughs> going on here. With like that, <laughs> Google Earth has like has satellite data that goes like that far. But okay. Well, it, it's sort of a grainier image but yeah you can yeah. tell that it's just a forest there's no square <laughs> that's what they want you to think man i mean oh, actually the other thing is like again there there could so here's the here's the other thing like it could still be that there was something there but remember like uh the way that it's described is that like there's that shed in the woods and a a satellite tower that just poked out of the uh the trees so that could have actually just been all that was there um in 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 reality and people just thought that there was because of the signal that was being broadcast out to like the local area that's just what people psychologically thought was there was a kitty was a theme park called kitty land and over the span of time someone happened to buy the lot that's next to the shed and just put a parking lot there well yeah I think I know, or the, or the, again, it could be the government covering up some shit. So they they got rid of the shed, they got or they got rid of the the, the radio tower. They they basically they covered up the shed. They, they didn't quite get the shed properly, but like that's that's because they, well they they found they got they got their comeuppance on that because three uh, uh four kids or four fourteen uh four twenty somethings um four twenty blazing oh wow. yeah uh, <laughs> so off on that it's the oh, summer at this point. <laughs> Um, but yeah they're like four or 20 something like uh young adults discovered the shed like the last remnant of it is like oh shit we need to like cover this up okay so we, they clear out the shed completely and then it's like all right so we're just gonna we're just gonna make a, a parking lot here out of the clearing that we had made um and we're just gonna use this for people to like go out into the woods for like the state park sort of thing so like that's their cover-up as they turned into a a parking lot area for a state park like kind of hide in plain sight the shed wasn't even there it was elsewhere it was deeper in the woods yeah from that site though like that's the that's the oh like that's the 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 entryway into the that that part of the woods Mm. that's all i yeah that's all i'm saying like yeah they 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 covering it up by like by, by just putting a a government funded uh, state national park um uh, hiding it by encouraging park. civilians to park there and use the area exactly because they've well, cause they've covered they've covered up the the stuff that's in the woods they don't need to like they've 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 cut up shop did they i thought so by the end of the story when? it seems like they've closed up shop they never said anything about that. Yeah, he went back to the site, and the 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 um, it looked like somebody had gone in and, and cleared the uh, the area. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. I yeah. forgot about that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it honestly, my my government uh, cover up conspiracy, my 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 tinfoil hat is still on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, sorry, Mikey. We keep. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you got next? That's all right. Uh, that's the end of my actual thoughts. Okay. Uh, gamer, hey, what do you got go. left? Wait, my go, me go. What? Don't take my brain. 
Sorry. Aha. Yes. Terrible. No, no. <laughs> it's just... That's what we do here. We, we make terrible jokes. Um, so my first note that I wrote down is basically saying that the narrator of this, I'm assuming is the same one who set up the laser tag story to be told. Yes. He um, references is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. I used Nair, but it's technically uh, his name or his moniker on the website, like Colts, uh, Colts our Storage, hero. Or, yeah, is our hero. Yeah. Yes, I know. So, I guess all these stories are going to be told to us by this um, character, even though nope. this one is like so personal to him. I'm. I guess the so, other ones won't be. This, so I think he's got another story, but then the rest of them are basically um, brought in by Tyler because Tyler kind of takes up the mantle of the of the website. Okay. Um. At based on based on what I gleaned from the um, uh, from the about page, um, our hero started the website. And then Tyler kind of like took over at some point. Okay. And I would say that's weird that we're learning about all the thoughts and past and stuff about this character that we don't even know the name of. But like Nair Aderman is a thing for a reason. Like characters yeah, exactly. named Nair all the time. <laughs> or not There's named rather at all. It's a trope in creepypasta and, and horror fiction in general. It's just having an un, unspecified narrator uh, character. Yeah. And we know more about him than every other character in the entire story. Exactly. Except his name. <laughs> yep. Yeah, except we get some really personal thing that you about... learn about anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, yeah. No, we... <laughs> I'm Gamer. What's your name? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you know what's really? It's like no, no. He's got a name. It's his first name's Hour, and his last name's Hero. Sure it is. Sure it is. I mean, there's yeah, people yeah. they're named Apple, so I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, moving on. I realize that even if we manage to go on most of the good rides in between the in between the showers, in regards to them being in the past and at Disneyland and it being raining, uh, they would have seen our disappointment and given us one less stop on the way home, a last ditch ever to correct a nearly ruined vacation. It was then that the smell hit me, accompanied by a visual. I could see a food stand with an old man handing me a hot dog. So this is like actually kind of a grammar situation, actually, now that I think about it. Okay. But this thing with the old man handing him a hot dog, is this Disney World still or is this Kitty Land now? I think so. I think what's happening here is like as he's thinking back on like that, like that, the, the day that like went up to Kitty Land, he started getting basically like very viv- vivid memory, like to the point where he could smell and taste what was what he had that day like he could smell the rain evaporating in the in the sun he could smell the hot dog he was being given by a vendor at kitty land like he like i think it's like it doesn't say it's from kitty land and that's my question i i, I kind of took it as kitty land but i guess it could be like disneyland or it maybe needs to be more clearly spe- uh, like uh stated that like this was a this some kind of like strange like visceral vision he had of kitty land in that instance yeah, and that's I'm fine with it being Kittyland. Yeah. It's just this is the first real visual that he gets of Kittyland in this whole story, and it's just kind of like uh, it's skimmed over, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. So I, there and gone. It's it's something that a lot of writers do, where they just give us, and and I'm sure that you, you I mean, we you you've you've picked at it a couple of times in, in stories that we've done in the past, where they try to be. Um, not to sound like a douche, but they they tried to be artistic, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like and pretentious 
by like giving like little scant details, but not like, but just kind of like, oh, well, you need to read between the lines for the rest of the for like the rest of it. Like they try to yeah, people like because like people don't want to just be like some people get tired of just writing like the the thing like something so plainly like so they want to like be a little bit more poetic with it, um, or try to try yeah. like experimenting with their writing, and that's kind of what where this kind of comes from. But I think yeah, for for people for like. That's a, that, that was about to sound really bad. Like for people like you, no, no, I did not mean it that way. I did uh-huh. not mean it that way. Uh-huh. But I mean, like for for people that like just aren't going to get that. Like sometimes you need to be a little bit more clear on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing for me though is how obsessed Nair is about this whole thing, and the very first thing he just doesn't give a shit about. Like this would be groundbreaking for him. Like he should have sketched the dude's face down, and like, I think at this point he's still in denial about it, <laughs> about his about his obsession. So, he's like, no, no, I mean, it's this not whole thing is written down like it's a journal of shit that already happened. So at the start of the writing of this, he's already insane. Yeah, but he's it's slow. It's just, it's not like a like he's insane like one hundred percent the same level of insanity. He's slowly it's building up. So, like. There, like maybe this was just at a point where like he was able to like shrug off the insanity a little bit, and kind yeah. of like it's like it's no big thing. Like it was just it's... glossed over too much in my opinion. But Fair. I'll move on from there. Okay. Uh they're gonna be moving on quite a bit actually to when he smashes the transponder with a barrel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so um, he went from like uh, his first his first like uh, like memories of 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 Kitty of Kitty Land, and then ah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the last one. And, and the quote is, um, and then I felt my head exploding. Okay, so the story's being told to us by ghosts, it seems. Cool. <laughs> yeah. His head exploded. Oh, God, yep. As far as no one went there. I, 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 there's a second, there's a thought, I was like, you know what? Gamers got my back for that. <laughs> Walked away. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Wait, right after that, he, he passes out. And he wakes up in bed and all that. And um, then we kind of go through all the different rapid-fire revelations that he's getting. Where at first it's like, so Kat, Kat, she's, Kate and Jack aren't a thing. Tyler doesn't know them. But Tyler seems to know Nair more than he did before in the previous writing. Because he yeah, was acting like they were old friends, right, at that point? I Yeah, like basically what what I think happened was that like in this iteration of reality... Um, instead of like, instead of uh, instead of uh, Nair meeting Jack and, and Kate and doing an, a, like having a couple of years of in, of interaction and like investigation in this, it was just Tyler and and Nair that had that interaction. Yes. Yeah. However, I will continue. Sorry. Um. So. Yeah. Basically, that's what's ha- what's happening there. But without thinking about this, like he jumped into a parallel dimension. If you think about this just in straight, like, um, mundane situation, where he went through all this stuff, but um, Tyler doesn't know about Kate and Jack, is this just like a Fight Club situation? Where Kate and Jack were just in Nair's head? Oh, God. Never real. And this is kind of explained as well, Mm -hmm. because when he attacked Mm -hmm. the transmitter, only Tyler reacted to him doing that. Kate and Jack just kept looking around for shit. They didn't flinch to him smashing the barrel into it. 
Shit. It's like you they are... weren't even there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I had another theory, like actually it just kind of popped up. So like time is 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 time is very fluid and, and weird and and, cha- and and very like different in when you're when you're uh in your unconscious. So maybe that two days while he was in bed, like it was sort of like a mix of amnesia and just like he he dreamed up his his iter- what he had thought of like the previous iteration. And like, and just completely like, and those memory, those those fabricated memories that he had while he was in that coma, after he elect- clearly electrocuted himself from from <laughs> from ramming a uh, the barrel into the uh, into mm-hmm. the terminal, uh, the metal barrel, I might add, into the terminal. Oh, that's true. Um, th- w- when he was in that coma for like two days, that's when he um, like his, his these, these fabricated memories that he came up with in the, the his unconscious basically uh overrided his actual memories of like his investigation with tyler mm-hmm. like so basically together get, yeah because i mean i think i have, have we all had like that kind of not not like this kind of horrible thing but like where like you wake up from a dream that you thought was real like was like because it because it was so like mundane and real but then like you realize like when you wake up it's like it wasn't yes the past couple it's, of days actually <laughs> oh, <laughs> real oh, days. No. i don't remember what they were i just remember waking up and be like oh fuck that was a dream <laughs> the hell yeah, yeah, yeah. i hate that so especially like i hate mundane the nightmare ones are the worst because it's like it's like because it's like working at an old dead-end job and just like and then waking up it's like oh thank christ i don't work there anymore <laughs> but right. like like feeling like that or like or like feeling like something like like um like again like uh like having some kind of a wound in a dream, like something like really bad, like an amputation, and then real, and then waking up is like, oh, thank God, my arm is back. Wow, I've had, think... that's that. It's been pretty. It's been, I've had some pretty nasty uh, mundane nightmares. You, you call that <laughs> mundane? My level of mundane is like, I was I was dreaming and everything. I, I thought it was real. I was just like, you know, playing Warframe with the guys, and like, oh, I, I leveled up my Necromech to level forty. I did all the forming with them. Cool. And then I wake up, and then it's. What my necromech is still level thirty? What the hell? <laughs> I thought I leveled it all the way. I, I go with I say mundane, as in like there's not like a big purple dragon saying hi there. You called me. Oh, okay, true. Yeah. Like in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna eat your soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like we missed an opportunity to say, "Who are you? Who is this gamer in yellow that joined our podcast?" Oh no! <laughs> Never know because he's been having these dreams for two days. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh... Yeah, I haven't been here at all. All these recordings that I've been on just don't make just me just remove imagine. your track. <laughs> okay. Oh man, can you imagine like if I just released uh, the 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 this episode? Without your track at all, so it just sounds like we're just talking to each other. Like me, me and Mike, you're just talking to each other as if like you're not there, or yeah. as if you're there, but no one else could hear. It. It's just like what's going on. You just have like this weird shared oh, insanity God. going if on. That, if that wouldn't be such a big fuck you to a listener, I would totally <laughs> like release a first ver like that first, and then like a couple hours later release the actual version. Oh, nice! Yeah, wait till there's a certain number of views, and then I don't, release it again. I don't know if I could do that. Like, I, I don't think I, I think we'd lose people. <laughs> we'd, Maybe like, I, we've already this episode. I feel like we've definitely um, 
Uh, I feel like we have definitely separated the wheat from the chaff in terms of our listeners with how like how like long this one has been going and how like kind of convoluted we've been doing like we had like two rundowns in this episode yeah like we've definitely i honestly don't have that many notes so i'll be done quite soon thank god yeah i'm just saying we've (laughs) definitely i think we've definitely weeded out some uh some people that were just like casually listening it's like not our diehard fans (laughs) maybe (laughs) if we have any (laughs) i don't know but regardless yes so with all that fight club situation out of the way tyler is shown kate's post as Nair just looks uh, looks it up and finds it, but there's like no responses by him on it. So then at that point, I'm like, okay, so now it's a Groundhog Day situation. Okay. Yeah. He wakes up and now he's restarting the day, like restarting the whole um, investigation, which he strips says at least this time around, I'll have God. knowledge or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, he's like this this iteration is like, and now that I hear that again, like I'm kind of reminded by how Every Man Hybrid. Um, ended where it ended on a new cycle like it they the the whole premise of like that slender vlog is that like they are they they discover as as they go through the mystery of the slender man stuff and that that they are one iteration of a cycle that's been going on since like the 60s or 70s yeah um and like they were trying to break the cycle and then the cycle renewed um by the end so it's like like yeah it's like they're, he's trapped in a, in a loop Basically. Mm-hmm. And then my only other note is just the fact that I like the Google Maps link at the end. It's like a nice little bit of uh, immersion that's yeah. added into it. Yeah, the only bit, like, yeah, like, again, like, uh, the whole thing has earlier. been pretty immersive, honestly. Oh, no, no. There hasn't yeah, been yeah, too no, many I, things where it pulls you out. Yeah, I, I was just exhausted by the end after reading it. Fair. Um, so, but like I, I, I just meant like from earlier when I said like I kind of wish there had been some more like sketches or some kind of like photo like maybe if we'd gotten a photo of of a little kid with like Lego blocks in the background that showed like had that maybe yeah that might have been really cool for like an immersion thing but I guess, yeah the Google the Google link isn't bad either mm-hmm. but I guess like the whole like bringing up all of the different drawings and stuff it would you kind of have to change a little bit the way that the pre-post is read or written rather because it's it's kind of written like half journally not really if it's straight yeah. up like a journal then yeah you would be putting in all those but it's sort of not as well currently yeah it's it's, it's sort of a it's sort of a curated like account um of yeah. what happened uh and mm-hmm. then, so it's like it's a journal but it's also like kind of more of a this is this is what this is the the series of events that happened and like i'm writing them down i don't know the reason that the the narrator is putting this on the internet however um the reason why is because they started like they found that laser tag story and then they started this this cold relic site because basically he stumbled they've stumbled upon a bunch of like old weird like like possibly like old anachronistic technologies from like the Cold War era that like were given to kids. Mm-hmm. And so like he's found these accounts and sort of built up this little mythos of of Cold War relics that um that uh that were aimed toward children in some varying degree. So, so that's like, why Cold Relic is a series. So it's like him finding uh, laser tag is what started the whole process of him remembering about Kittyland. Exactly. Yeah. Like it okay, kind of got him gotcha. on the path of like finding that of, of like remembering that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's all got for notes. So on to final thoughts. Okay. 
Uh, mine are mine's quite short after that because okay, I'm not like I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The story was a bit of a roller coaster for me. Um, there, ah, amusement park. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that was unintentional. I swear. Um, there's there's definitely some issues with the story um, that I think need to be refined. In like uh, the timeline needs to either be vague or or specific or super specific, like uh, like gamer brought up. Um, I I'm still a little iffy about the dream sequence kind of muddling in with the funeral situation. I think that funeral situation should have been tackled a little bit more differently. Um, this story's got a lot of big brain, high concept idea behind it of like again, like what is reality, kind of existential threat, like what what exactly happened like was it is it just like false memory stuff that was implanted because of a government experiment was it a phase to another reality um was any of it real <laughs> sort of thing um and again it is a piece of fiction like i'm not saying like is anything of it real like oh like did this actually happen i know this didn't actually happen but in the confines of the lore of the of the in fiction world did anything of this actually happen yeah did it actually happen to the character or not Exactly. So I was just kind of left exhausted as a reader by the end. It felt like I just sat through lost, um, or a, a, a lost like episode of Erie, Indiana, as directed by David Lynch. <laughs> just that like cerebral sort of like, what the fuck did I just read sort of situation. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that we kind of were able to talk about it, like, like as a, uh, in our, like, Amidst our like comments and stuff of like that, I'm glad we were able to kind of like kind of work things uh, in our discussion here. Um, I still like, and 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 that's the thing. I still like a lot of the story. Like a lot of the stuff in the story is really fun and really good. There's just some issues I had um, that kind of made it sort of gave it some ups and downs for me. So because of that, I'll actually partially recommend it. Um, because there was some good in this. It was just kind of convoluted. Uh, in terms of its execution. So, uh, Mikey, D stands for evil. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. So, let's see. Uh, there's a sort of a slow build-up waiting for something to happen. Um, and, oh, then, yeah. and then and then the shed happened. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, honestly, yeah. No, whatever, you just nailed it for me. Like, like that, I was like, where's this going? And then the shed showed up. Yeah, <laughs> and then Tyler found the shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my overall feeling for this is that um, I'm only going to give it a partial recommendation because once the shed shows up, it just throws so much stuff at you that you have to sift through it and figure out what exactly is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk to your friends for about three hours. Yeah. <laughs> about, about what happened. <laughs> and uh, my, my current theory uh, is that NAR uh, had... Wait, what? <laughs> NAR? Or, it's yeah, NAR. NAR. Yeah, NAR. It's N-A-R-E. <laughs> so so nair um has been suffering from psychosis or something his entire life um his friend is actually tyler and tyler 
tried to help with the Kittyland obsession by saying, oh, it's burnt down. There's nothing to think about type thing. So that helps for the short term, but then the obsession comes back and he starts hallucinating Kate and Jack yeah, and all of this. And then at the end, we get the hospital bed with Tyler there giving us like, um, there was no Kate and Jack when we went on that airplane flight. Um, and it's just so much that you make, you wonder like how much of it is real and how much of it isn't. And yeah. Just, like I, yeah. So like through Nair's um insanity on this, he's he's talking to Tyler, be like, No, Tyler, there's two people that believe me too. One of them is Kate and one of them is Jack. They're good friends of mine and they'll come with me. And but then they go and then they just there's no one there with them. It's he's just, just yeah, imagining yeah. people. Because mm-hmm. he wants confirmation that other people believe him. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, exactly. I also kind of like the idea of this this theory because um, the, I think it all stemmed from the car accident that happened when he was six. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you, we get we get um, how his da- how it affected his dad uh, to a lesser degree. We kind of get how it affects his, his sister, not really. Yeah, but yeah. Like, this is definitely how it affected oh. uh, how it affects Nair. Like, this is how what 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 the, what the trauma how the trauma affected Nair. Yeah, was this? Yeah. And, and Kitty Land is his uh, coping mechanism. Yeah, because he he becomes super obsessed with Kitty Land when his dad dies. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think we might have cracked it <laughs> at least for to a degree. <laughs> so, Pretty much. So you, you so partial recommendation though. Yeah. Just yeah. All right. And gamer for me, uh, it was kind of a rough start, and then I'll pair it, uh, helped us a little bit. We're pretty well, both of you kind of pretty much nothing happens until the shed, until the shed yeah. happens, yeah, until hmm. the shed hits the fan. And, like, and some um, of that wasn't some of that wasn't a bad thing, like, because like you do need to have a buildup of investigation, but like. There was mm-hmm. a point by the end, like right up before the shed showed up, I was like, "If this story ends with them finding nothing, I'm going to be very like." Because I, I almost I was like, is, "Are they just going to like not find anything at all?" And this has all been for naught. <laughs> In a way, I'd almost like prefer that because it'd be more like a real life account where it's like, "No, there's nothing actually there," you know. I would too, but the fact that it's it, it wouldn't make sense for this ser- for this series of of stories, mm-hmm. um, like because this is part of a like. Out of out of fiction, like out of story, this is a series of stories about Cold War tech that is stumbled onto with uh, uh, given to children essentially, or trigger or or geared toward children for some sadistic reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it would be really out of theme, I think, for, uh, for it to be in this series of stories to have that ending. Although it would be a very interesting ending if it was a standalone creepypasta. Yeah, but in regards to like. Like what actually happened by the end, because we all had so many theories what happened. It's it's so vague that it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Like anything could happen. Like for all we know, Nair is the only one there. 
And his buddy named Tyler, his last name is probably Tyler Durden, isn't actually real either. He just has three people on his head. Or, or worse, aliens. Sleep paralysis, <laughs> aliens. Yeah, you didn't bring those up. <laughs> of course, those are real. Got to brought it, brought bring back. He woke up from a sleep. It happened. <laughs> Got to separate that wheat from the chaff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall, I, I don't know if I would honestly recommend this one. Just because it felt like you're just going through this whole story, not really understanding what happened. And then the ending is like, um, it's like you get to a decision section in a video game. There's like 10 decisions. You pick a decision and all the decisions just roll the credits. Like there's no actually to to be fair, you know what's funny? This you know what this is? This is a JR this is like a JRPG similar to like Nier or um I haven't played it. I know the because that director is basically like a Japanese David Lynch where like he has like fifteen different endings to a game and mm. to a to and, and and not that like any of them are insignificant, like or like bad or good endings, but like he has literally made a career out of making games based on certain on, on the on the on the alternate ending of a of a, of a completely different series <laughs> like near otama or, or i think i think near is actually a um the, a spin-off game to a fantasy dragoon series um that the guy worked on in the in the in the late 90s but but Nier has nothing to do with that series at all. Like it's just like kind of like a post-apocalyptic, like alternate, like modern era timeline. And then Nier Otama okay. is just a far is a different is a is an ending from that game. Like, yeah, it's 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 again like this is this is the kind of ending where it's like a talk piece more than anything. <clears throat> and personally, I just I'd rather know I'd rather know what I just read. You know? Yeah. No, I get you. It, it is going to annoy a lot of people. It is going to annoy a certain a certain type of person. <laughs> like me reading this, I'm in a situation where I'm reading this for the purpose of having a conversation with my friends about it. So it is good yeah. fodder for that. However, for me to just sit down and want to read and enjoy a story, it, I don't know. It's just it's not my cup of tea. No, that's yeah, and and 100. Like that's honestly one of the reasons I love having you on the show is because of that dynamic of like opinion like that difference of opinion mm -hmm. on this so yeah i just yeah. wish it was clear as to what was going on there's way okay, too much there's so many twists it twists itself in half basically yeah um and what what is your what what's like if you had to give a theory like had to come up with like have a theory to like uh, like like have a theory to it what do you, what's your theory on this i mean it straight up says that like they don't know kate Kate's a thing, and she also knows about it, so it had to have been a different dimension that they went into, or some shit. Because, like, you saw the folding stuff. Well, it's either that, or it's just he's, um... Well, he couldn't have just imagined Kate and imagined that he knew about her blog post. Because he just yeah. found it immediately now. So, it had to well, have been he jumped to a different dimension. There's no other way. But he, he might have seen the blog post and imagined the correspondence with Kate. That's true because he did say, yeah. "I wish I didn't wait ten years to talk to her." Yeah, and but, and now he's coming. He's he's coming back into. He's coming back. Like he he's going to contribute to this this time around, but this time he has proof in this iteration. Is what he kind of like leaves off with. True. So he, yeah, it could be either one. Yeah. So the the I'm glad I, I wanted to get that for for a reason. So like 
partial recommendation for me, partial recommendation from Mikey, uh, and not recommendation personally from from Gamer. Mm-hmm. And we all have different theory. My working theory is that it's government conspiracy, like cover up stuff. Uh, they were doing mind games in the '60s and '70s and whatnot, and or, or not even in the '60s and '70s. They were doing mind games in the '90s uh, when all this shit happened. Um, we have Fight Club theory for Mikey, <laughs> and we have the the alternate demen- the alternate timeline slip um, to uh, for for gamer. Uh, I don't know why so- they had a device out in the middle of the woods that can do that, but yeah. I mean, it's it's government consp- government conspiracy bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've read about weirder things in the woods, like staircases. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. we still don't know what those are. No. <laughs> um. So, if you also have a theory on this, or uh, after reading the story, um, and you're still with us, first off, bravo! I hope I hope my clapping is transmitting. <laughs> um. Uh. Leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on. Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Um, you can also send us a message on Twitter and talk to us about this. Uh, um, Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow without that W because his name is very long. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. You could also send us an email. Go to aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T S at gmail.com, where you can leave us suggestions for other creep pastas. SCPs, spooky things on the internet. If you want to just talk to us, like comment about our about our uh, about an episode and let us know how we're doing and your theories on on something we discussed, by all means, let us know. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show financially, uh, we recommend that you go to Aldent- or Aldente on Patreon and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have two dollar and five dollar tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. Thank you to our patrons that are helping support the show. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you as well, because without your listenership, well, it would be like talking into the void or having false memories about talking into the void (laughs) Um, or slipping into another dimension and talking into the void. Um, And this isn't Warframe. So anyway, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please love God. Do not want to go into the void. Um and uh thank you for writing these stories out there because if you weren't, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about for three hours. <laughs> uh and I, I don't say that like I I I'm laughing, but I'm not saying that in like in a crass moment. I honestly like thank you for for giving us material to read and enjoy and discuss. Uh, for hours on end. So it really means a lot. Um, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.
I'm giving it a go. Did you want to try that again? I have a mouthful of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna love my nuts. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love these. Yeah, do you want? Do you want to do yeah, try that tape again? <laughs> no, just roll it. No, no, no. I insist. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm good. I'm putting this in the outro. Like, yeah, do, do your take, and then I'm going to take the the original take and just toss it out to the end of the recording. <laughs>